Hello, hello. Welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast. My name is Eddie V. Hill, and I am your host. Uh, this is episode number 47. Yes, And it is. sometimes I also mention <laughs> <laughs> that I am a, a filmmaker living in Los Angeles, California. Uh, joining me today is Sierra Riley Wilson. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Yes, thank <laughs> you. We are here in your space currently, so yes. thanks for hosting me of while course. I host you. Of course. Uh, you are an actor. Mm-hmm. How else do you define yourself these days for the people? Um, I would say I'm an actor. I'm a dancer as well. That's how I originally started out. And um, I am also a fashion designer and fashion enthusiast. So that's something that I've been incorporating into my career a lot more lately and more in the future. So yeah, that's kind of the package. Lovely. Okay, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we will talk about all the things I am just trying to find my position yes. on the couch. It's very comfy. It is. It's a, de- it's a deep couch. It's a deep, cushy couch. All right. I will preface how we know each other first yes. and where we first met. I don't want to talk too much about this project because it's still... Or, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, talk, I just had Al on the yeah, podcast, right? Yeah, I watched right? that one. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and so uh, Al Mills, mm-hmm. friend of the show... Um, she directed a short film, and you were its star. The The film is called Reply, and I was a script supervisor, yes. so we got to interact. I got to meet you that way, and then uh, we hung out a little bit extra after mm-hmm. for the little sort of pseudo rap party yeah. and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. um, what... Okay, I have thoughts on how to talk about that, but mm-hmm. I should let you talk about it a little yeah. bit. What do you want to say about it? I don't know. No, that was a fantastic experience. Seriously, I I kind of just fell into that project because I'd I have a lot of mutual friends with Elle and she came to me and said I wrote this with you in mind, which is like such a huge thing for an actor to hear, especially because you feel like you don't have a lot of power in like bigger projects and to have this be like such a personal thing and um the storyline is really, you know, special to me as well and I just it was 3 days, but it felt like I bonded with everyone so much longer than that like it felt like a full project even though it was just three days and yeah I'm really really excited to see how she puts it together because I know she's a really talented editor as well so yeah I'm just really excited to see it it's like I'm really passionate about it as much as Elle so yeah it's really cool great I'm sure yeah I'm excited to see it too mm-hmm. and uh and all that I don't know I don't want to say too much okay <laughs> um <clears throat> I will say the one thing I will say about it, and we'll, I will, I'll just I have some lame. There's no lame questions. <laughs> I have some lame questions. Uh, I love lame questions. <laughs> but I will firstly talk. We're gonna talk about acting first. Okay. So, um, I recall on set of mm-hmm. Reply, you there was a. I'm sure this conversation comes up all the time with kind of the stuff that you work on, but. Um, the the story uh, the characters are in high school they're they're graduating Mm -hmm. high school about to go to Mm -hmm. college and they're still in that phase where you play a 17 year old i remember the you uh, acting across from you was ava or Corey, both of them uh it was uh, ava Ava. yes ava i remember there was a conversation talking about like 
Ava, you got traditionally in Hollywood. I'll yes. go to the basics. Yes. Yes. Here. <laughs> uh, when you see teens on camera in, mm-hmm. in movies, they are often way older. Way older. Yes. So the conversation came up of like, oh my gosh, like Ava, you totally, you're playing, you totally play seventeen. She yeah. Didn't. And then you were talking about how that uh, what was okay i'm trying to think what you actually the specific thing that you said is like i remember that i'm trying to recall i think i was like i was saying something like i never i oh i never play my age oh you're like like, yeah you said you said i'm lucky if i even get 17 yes and everyone thought i meant older but i was like no like i literally play like 13 14 years old right yeah yeah it's crazy so i wanted to dig a little bit into that Mm mm-hmm but before, uh, before we, okay, let's just talk about that first. How is that? How is that? How How is that? Yeah. How does that I mean, work in the psyche where you've... Yeah, it's interesting. Played. I mean, I've been acting since I was like 12, 13 years old. And even then I was playing like even younger than that, like nine. Um, and so it's kind of just something that I've been... I've like known about myself for a really long time, not only just in the acting world, but the fact that I literally like do not look my age like any like even people I meet who know how old I am like even when I dress differently like dress a little older like I still don't look my age I'm also really short so that like doesn't help the case at all um so I kind of just got used to it over the years but um I've also always joked that like my peak of like being an actor is going to come when I'm like 27 because then I'll finally be finally be able to play like a CW high schooler (laughs) because right now I play like a you CW know, middle schooler. Yeah, like a CW middle schooler, or like the little sister of the main character. Or I mean, I finally just got a show where I'm playing, I'm playing 14, but I'm playing like a high school, like a like a you know like a high school storyline, like a true, you know, <laughs> that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it, it's interesting. I mean, I definitely like enjoy it because I know that it's gonna make my career longer, which is like a a happy thing. Love to work. Um, but yeah, it gets you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm I'm curious on a, maybe a little bit more on the process side mm-hmm. too, where I'm trying to imagine because um, you okay. First of all, Jesus, man, our <laughs> head's going everywhere. Okay, high school. Yes. Did you go to traditional high school? I went to traditional middle school, but I did online school for high school. Okay. Yeah. So then I'm doubly thinking, okay, so you're playing characters in positions that you didn't personally go through. And you're also having to play an age that you said goodbye to a long time ago, too. Yeah. So I just don't, I don't know, process-wise, how does... Yeah, I think part of the, well, even though I did online high school, I was, my brother was the ASB president of his high school in, back in Portland, Oregon, where I grew up. And, um, I like missed my friends so much. And I thought about like countless times going back to high school and just like doing it for a year just to get the experience. But I ended up like anytime I was back home, just showing up to the high school and like sitting in on classes because my brothers like just get in there. And so I had like that kind of weird, illegal high school experience where I was just sitting there, not enrolled in anything, but like the teacher thought I was because like I was just there like doing my work. I just wanted to feel (laughs) like I was in school. Like a little bit of a shadow experience. Yeah. Yeah. Shadowing the high school experience. So that was like 
honestly like helpful in the department of I did kind of feel what that was all about and I had a lot of friends who were still um, in the school but I think like going back to process wise a big thing for me is like I am a very like clothing oriented person where I like feel completely different based on what I'm wearing and so like if there's a character that like I have to play younger for or just like play a different person other than myself like I go all out with wardrobe and like do my hair differently and it's just like that kind of helps me embody like a different either time in my life or a different person so it's kind of how I like step into it yeah sweet yeah cool no that that makes sense I always I get okay as far as costume um how involved are you typically in uh, the character development process for for these roles that you get is it or yeah yeah I mean it depends on the project I would honestly love to be involved more a lot of the times the actor it depends it depends but a lot of the times just for like either guest stars or like quick things you know the like actor what, even like reply did, yeah well reply was a fantastic experience because I absolutely loved the wardrobe and I I also got like you know a pretty good say and like I like this one or I like that one and that was that really brought it all together especially because it was like a early 2000s piece like that's like a huge thing yeah okay so you're saying so I guess are you you're talking more okay <clears throat> Refoundation building on my side. Yeah. Really quick. Um, I script supervise a lot, mm-hmm. but I also the two my two pillars are script supervising and directing. So when I think about um, actors since moving to Los Angeles, so, you know this is my I just celebrated my three year anniversary oh, wow. here. Congrats! Thanks. <laughs> um, so I have almost gotten used to not worrying like just actors are ready los angeles actors show up ready to perform Mm -hmm. and i've taken it for granted in many ways just expecting Mm. as a script supervisor there's frustrations if they don't know their lines and i have to be on book for them that's yeah i can be a little bit annoying sometimes i do of course want to be as supportive as i can and make them feel like it's all good i'm here to support you feel free to whatever but still it's like okay so I, i i have almost let go of even thinking about the process on the actor side, I just assume they're going to show up mm-hmm. ready to go. Um, and I totally lost my train of thought, but I wanted to ask something along the lines of, of like, uh, what's my process or like more. Maybe. Okay. She, we can talk totally about lost that. It. Yeah. So yeah, we could talk about the process. Um, I do you want more like the specific process of like, if I were to get oh, an audition. Okay. <laughs> We were talking about how you said that costume is a big part of yeah. your getting into character. Mm-hmm. So then I'm thinking about uh, which opportunity do you have to utilize that that mm, bit? Is that on set? Yeah. So that's an on set thing. Where well, no, that's that's in like self tapes. That's yes. yeah, yeah. That's like the that's the biggest place in which I utilize that. On set, it's a little harder because you don't have a lot of control. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, all the work is already done. Yeah. 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 Just, it's only assisting you more at that point yeah exactly but you know if it's a good um wardrobe person on set then they'll you know have everything that would help me get into character but yeah mainly self-tapes all right yeah okay 
<laughs> no, cool. that's a good question. Yeah. So, so mainly self tapes, but then I was, I guess I was imagining in, in that limbo phase of you booked a job mm-hmm. and you haven't th- normally from my understanding, or it's the world that I live in, in indie in indie land, mm-hmm. they normally, mm-hmm. you, you do, I'm assuming you do, you don't normally get sent costumes ahead of time. Like you yeah. might do costume, what's it called? Fittings? Um, yeah, fittings. Yeah. Uh, but you don't like get to take it home and then just practice as a character in them. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I would love to do that. I've never been able to. I think it's more just like for me getting into the character for like self-tape purposes. And then like when I get on set, I kind of know like I am this person and they've chosen me and believe in me as that person. And so like I'm going to, you know, just play in that world and also on set you know not only is it wardrobe but it's like obviously the set deck around you the other actors it feels a lot more real but with self-tapes you kind of only have what you're wearing to get you there so I think that's kind of like the gateway before on set where I don't really think about wardrobe as much but like really just think about the entire world coming together yeah love it Great. <laughs> so we'll skip talking process for now. I didn't want to talk about <laughs> or further process. Um, we might jump into that. I did want to get a little bit to, again, this, I was prefacing lame questions. I haven't asked them yet. Mm-hmm. They, they might have been, I don't know, either way. Um, super basic question. Yes. It's, I'm going to maybe ask three back to back and okay. just have you. Um, why acting? Okay. What brought like what brought you to it and what keeps you there? Like I'm kind mm. of curious on all of the above. Damn, making me think. Yes. Um, why? Okay. Why, why acting? Well, like I said, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and I was a competitive dancer at a really young age. Um, that was like my first love. I did jazz, tap, ballet, hip hop, like the whole shebang. Like it was my entire life. Um, And then I did a random acting camp when I was like 11 years old um, in L.A. and ended up getting an agent at the end of that. And I was like, what is this world? I knew I was like a performer because of, you know, dance. Like I loved performing. I loved creativity, all that jazz. And then after this acting camp, my mom was like, we should try to go to L.A. for a month and just see what happens for you. Let's pause. Yeah. You say random acting camp in Los yes. Angeles, California. <laughs> yes. How does that happen? I. <laughs> <laughs> Besides randomly, like, was it, <laughs> was this like a whole, the whole dancing troupe all signed up for this thing? No, it was like, it was like, I had family in L- in LA, I think. Question and then mark. I think I was 11. I'd well, <laughs> a little fuzzy, a little fuzzy, but, um, or maybe my mom was just researching. Like, I did, like, commercials and voiceover stuff in Portland. There's, like, a small industry there. Um, and then my mom was like, well, you seem to be doing well at this acting stuff. Like, maybe there's a camp we can take out there. And so I think it was called, yeah, it was called TVI Camp. And it's basically just, like, a two-week-long thing. And that at the end, you get a showcase with, like, the, you know, child agencies. And then they reach out to you if they okay. like, yeah. So it sounds like yeah. a potential just parental exploration yeah. thing for the kid to yeah. do. Yeah. And like, you know, a lot of the people never get, you know, agents from that. And so my mom's like, we'll just do it. It'll be fun. And then when someone said like, oh, your child could make it as an actor, it's like, that's a whole different world, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is super cool. And I feel like that says 
something, I was going to draw a conclusion from mm-hmm. it. How do you feel about um, getting it without actually, like the there's, mm-hmm. you know, okay, do you know what I'm trying to say? Where where there's not that you. There's no expectation that you're going there for a reason, yeah. which takes a lot of pressure off thyself. 100%. Yeah. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a big thing in the industry as a whole that I'm like even learning, relearning now is that there's like a special magical spark that comes with someone who's not trying to do anything. And so like, I think that's a lot of probably how I got the agent and everything is just like having fun, being a kid. And like now I'm relearning that of like not being like, I need this job to pay my rent, but like, I just love acting and I'm going to submit a self tape that is fun for me and see what happens. And those are the ones that end up being, you know, the things I get. So yeah, that's like a, that's a good conclusion to draw from that. Do you have a a process? uh, How do you, how... How okay. is there anything specific that you do to get yourself into a mindset to where that works? I don't, I don't imagine what I expect to hear from you. I'm just asking. No, yeah, no, a, this is this is a thing for I think every freelance position in film is just, yeah, you just yeah. have to not care almost. Yeah, point. which is so hard because it's you know pay, it's so a much. paycheck to paycheck kind of <laughs> deal. Um, I think, I mean, I've been learning a lot of this kind of stuff in, um, this new acting class I've been in recently, which is very focused on like taking all of the, not work, but taking all of the like stress and like overthinking out of acting and just quite literally like living and like stripping it down to be so simple. And so that's helped me a lot of like kind of enjoying the process again I think that's like where you know the not caring comes from it's just like enjoying what you're doing and not doing a self-tape like thinking about what the casting director is going to want but just thinking about like what would be fun for me to do in this scene I think and just like another thing that um this acting class has helped me a lot with is thinking of like yourself in every character like what would I do not what would the character do and then like combining that with obviously the character description and how it's different than yourself but like it just like really really grounds you yeah but headspace wise like I don't know how I could translate that to someone who's not an actor but um I don't know just being like happy with any outcome you know like if this works out for me like that's great if it doesn't you know I'm still happy to be doing it and I'm just gonna see just gonna keep my arms open and see what comes to me yeah for sure i understand that i like it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's definitely a tough place to get to and i'm sure yeah i'm sure when we all we all kind of deal with finding it and then and then forgetting it and then we have to Mm -hmm. remind ourselves Mm -hmm. and that whole process it's a constant cycle yeah all right, so I did rudely interrupt the story. So oh, you, yes. <laughs> no, not rudely. So, so we're, we are uh, on the journey of 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 the why acting yes. journey. Um, so basically, the moral of that story of how I kind of fell into it. Well, I went out to L.A. with my mom for like a month. Things went great, but my brother and my dad were at home, so we're like, well, we can't leave them. And then I just kind of 
kept coming back for like little, you know, three week intervals just to like test things out. And then things started picking up and I was like, oh, this could really like work out for me. And then I gradually spent more time in LA and my family came out with me and that's kind of how it started. And it's been like eight or nine years now. Um, and I, I think that like the why acting question in the beginning was so hard for me because I did feel like I fell into it as a kid and I didn't like, you know, when you, when you graduate high school, normally you're like, what do I want to do with my life? And then you choose. I kind of like, obviously I chose as a child, but like, I didn't really choose. I kind of just fell into it and I was like, this is really fun. I'm having a lot of fun. It's working out for me. And then it's just really cool because now like as I become an adult, I kind of get to like fall in love with it again and like choose it for myself, which is, you know, the journey I'm going through right now. So I think like to answer the question specifically, why acting? Just because I, I really enjoy it and I love the life of like not knowing what I'm going to do the next day and every day is completely different and I get to learn a lot about myself too. It's like therapy and it's like psychology. I'm in part-time school studying psychology right now too. So it's like I love, you know, learning about people's minds and that's something that you do a lot during acting. So yeah, I just, I just don't want to put, you know, like you said, too much pressure on it. And I just like really love what I'm doing and I just want to keep doing it. So, yeah. Great. No, <laughs> yeah, that was so long. <laughs> that's a great answer. All right. So, um, okay. No, it makes sense. As a kid, yeah. we'll call it, because you were a kid. Mm -hmm. um, we're all kids. I'm just kidding. No, yeah. right. <laughs> no, I'm still a kid. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that there's, there's this a little bit of a disconnect in understanding kind of what life is mm -hmm. and that it is actually a big decision that you're making but it doesn't quite you can't really quite fathom yeah it's like yeah move move to LA this is yeah. this makes sense I don't I don't quite understand the ramifications of what I'm doing exactly yeah um, but it's kind of I guess it's working my parents are all down and it makes sense and yeah. I trust that whatever whatever is going through that mind at that mm -hmm. time so then at what point Okay, so I guess the follow-up question that I asked was what... Okay, you kind of answered it. That was the what keeps you here. Yeah. Is it's, there's a little bit of a rediscovery phase yeah. is, is what yeah. it sounds like here. Yeah, I feel like I'm still in that rediscovery phase mm -hmm. even just because I moved out this year and I feel like that's like a very big, you know, like indicator of oh my gosh, fully starting your life as an adult. <laughs> and so that's kind of like, you know, have to reevaluate is this what I want to do? Is this what I love? And so this is like, it's kind of a really cool and beautiful like rediscovery phase into adulthood for me. So that's what, that's what keeps me there. Yeah. No pressure. The love. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> no, it's very cool. Congrats yeah. on, on all that. Thank you. Um, uh, I was going to ask about, let's, no, let's, let's not talk about that yet. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I was going to ask either about jumping from that transitional phase bit where you are, you've moved out and uh, you're facing um, Los Angeles mm -hmm. a little bit more independently than mm -hmm. ever before. 
Yes. Um, what a way to put that. <laughs> I love that. It's poetic. Yes. It's very, it's, it's yes, I think. Yeah, thank you. I'm a writer. How <laughs> was uh, that? <laughs> I want to know about, because you have the benefit. Okay. I'm thinking about other people mm-hmm. that are moving to Los Angeles in, in the same age range as you mm-hmm. that normally it's like I'm out of college I'm going to go give right. Los Angeles exactly. a try you have already been out here pursuing stuff and you've been on sets and you've, you've mm-hmm. done cool things and you have this experience um, and then I'm, I'm just kind of wondering how if if they're how you relate if how how different it is for you than it is for someone else yeah no yeah that's a it's a really interesting point to to bring up because it's true a lot of the young people you meet did come out um after high school or you know or just here for college and trying out acting and everything so um I think there's a pretty big difference just because I did get like the huge privilege and opportunity to like learn the entire world at such a young age, like learn exactly how the casting process works, exactly who the agents are. I have tons of, I think the the best part was having, I have so many like friends who grew up doing this with me. Mm-hmm. And that's like a really like deep, I, I lived in an apartment complex that like specialized in child actors. So I like, like met tons and tons of people in my situation, which was really like, great for my mental health as a young age too, being like someone who just randomly came um, at a young age to do acting. But um, I think those like connections are something that I'm really grateful for and that have like served me really well. Um, That would be hard for someone who just got out here because they, you know, are like this, you know, fish and small fish in a sea of people. It's like really hard to like find a community in LA. So I think that's probably the biggest difference. But other than that, like, there's also, I think the the big similarity is that there's also, like, a huge difference between being a child in the industry and being an adult. And when you, you know, they say it's, like, essentially a lot easier to make it as a child because there's not as many children and you're, like, cute and you're young. But then when you're adult, obviously, there's, like, so many more people who want to do it. And so, like, I am still grouped in that area where there are a lot of there's a lot of competition and everyone's dealing with the same thing and you know there's just not as many opportunities yeah so there we go there we go okay (laughs) i i am all right i'm doing i'm doing great you're doing great you're doing great um i wanted to ask about uh this came up um i watched a, a I did some research on you a little oh. bit just to prep. Um, how do you handle uh, the rejection side of um, being an actor? Because that's. It's, yeah, it's uh, like 99% of mm-hmm. actor life. Um, I think that I, because I started doing this at such a young age. Mm-hmm. It could have gone one way or another, which is where, because I was a child, like the rejection would like really, really, really get to me or the polar opposite, which was like, I 
am like almost numb to it where I just didn't even decide to feel it and that that's the direction it went where I literally like would go in an audition and then I would like never think about it ever again I was like I'm never thinking about it ever again I'm not like I'm not even giving it any emotion I'm just like you know leave it be and if it comes back to me that's fine which like sounds healthy but also it's kind of not because you're just like you know being numb to anything isn't great um so I think that's how I like dealt with the rejection for a long long time and then like now looking back as an adult I'm kind of like relearning how to have like a healthy relationship with rejection of like being able to be like oh I did really want this and like you know like feel emotionally connected to it but like acknowledge it wasn't for me and like be okay with that so it's a learning process (laughs) yeah but yeah it's just kind of interesting in a lot of my career looking back at like how I experienced this hard industry as a child and how I'm like relearning how to do it in another way as an adult yeah because you you talked a little bit earlier about uh this acting class and relearning Mm -hmm. about just enjoy the process yeah uh which is different than your previous approach which you describe as a little bit of a, a numbing effect yeah um Cause I, I, initially I was like, okay, that's a cool way of dealing with it. You just yeah. literally don't care. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, you, you, you mentioned But it, it takes all the love out in a way. If you just, you know, like, I mean, it served me, but it's like, at some point you do have to like feel and acknowledge that like, I did care about this role and mm-hmm. I am hurt that I didn't get it, but I can move on and like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I know I have on. a, I have a, a buddy that, that works in, in modeling. He, mm-hmm. that's a hard industry. <laughs> he's, 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 he's made it. He's, he's a working model. Great. So, which is, which is cool. He always talks about, um, he, actually, you no, know, he's episode number one of the podcast, actually, <gasps> uh, buddy, buddy, out. Michael G. Gable. Um, he has his own podcast called model behavior. Shout out. <laughs> uh, but he always talks about the, kind of that similar grind that you're talking about where his mentality is normally like he's most successful. It's not that he doesn't care, but that is when he has to drive all around town. He's got like five Mm -hmm. quick auditions he has got to do. So when he hops in a room or like back in the day when you were hopping in rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the day. Back in the day um, where you almost – it's not that you don't care. It's just that you just have you have too much going yeah. on to yeah. give a care. No, I know exactly <laughs> that feeling. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 I could imagine it's tough to put yourself in that mindset if you're not actually busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you actually need the work. Um, yeah, but no, that's like the that's like the flow zone. That's when like yes, it all the flow. The flow. That's what he says the too. Flow. Yeah, really. I think. Yeah. Flow state. Flow yeah. state. He loves mm-hmm. that word. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, a good word. But yeah, no, definitely. If you're busy, things are just way easier because you don't yeah. need it. Exactly. Um, and then on the acting side too, I know, again, that we do understand this as a, um, what's the word? Like we, we do we do understand that when people are casting and they're looking at all the self-tapes, it's not even necessarily that you were bad. Yeah. They could have loved you and every and everything that you did, the decisions that you made. 
but then they also loved five other people or they're casting opposite somebody else. Yes. And they're like, so many factors. Yeah. We need them to, we need them to match. Oh no, we want somebody with blonde hair. We want somebody, whatever. Exactly. Or just, there's too many factors. There's so many factors. (laughs) So many factors. That it's likely not anything that you did. So that's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And that helps a lot. That's honestly, which like, the key, I think. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So that helps with rejection. Okay. That's what I'm trying yeah. to get to. Yes. How did yes. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I have, again, foundation building on my side. I was going to maybe jump to talking about acting a little bit, but, or a little bit more. I, before jumping into directing, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be an actor first. Oh, really? Bad idea. Oh. <laughs> no, it was in... Because I, I, I moved here from Reno. Okay. Um, I'm not f- sure how familiar you are with, with that with that town. I am not. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's not a film town. It's okay. kind of like traditional... Probably even like Portland-esque. I don't know. Where it's just... There's like a... Uh, there's a commercial... The small commercial community. Yes. There's community theater. Um mm-hmm. But if you want to kind of stretch your muscles in the narrative space, the opportunity is essentially non-existent. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, my, my plan of attack was to, I guess, get some experience in Reno and then maybe jump down. Mm-hmm. I quickly learned that if I wanted to get in front of a camera, I would have to produce stuff myself. And therefore, mm-hmm. once I started producing stuff to put me in front of the camera, I was like, I hate being in front of the <laughs> camera. I much prefer everything yeah, else and put somebody else in front that wants mm-hmm. to be there. Um, I, I, I mean, that's I, cool I, the way you discover that, though. So that's, yeah. yeah. So it's just trial trial by fire. Yeah. Trial by, but I did do uh, scene study classes. I did do um, a handful of auditions. Mm-hmm. So... I feel it does help from the directing standpoint. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you know what it's like. And know. Yes. Yeah. And how hard it is. And I hate <laughs> it. I cannot do it. I couldn't do it. I guess, how, how, how often do you have an opportunity... Do you do... Is, is in-person back at all? Or is it just pure self-tape? Well, practice? actually... I've had about five in-person commercial auditions. Okay. There's one, two commercial um, companies, agencies, what do they call them? Casting offices that um, are doing like only in-person. So I've been in a couple times with them, mm. which is nice, but one of them's an hour away. So I'm like, oh, being oh. in the car for an hour to go in, like to get your picture taken for one second because it's a commercial <laughs> and then leave is is wild um but it's nice nice to be around people again but yeah no the whole process has like completely changed with with zoom like for theatrical like it's there used to be this is like the main thing i've noticed is there used to be like about 10 callbacks before you booked Mm. you know a movie or a tv show like series regular or lead or even like supporting like at least 10 and a screen test and everything mix and match chemistry and then I just got a series regular on a show and it was just one self-tape and one chemistry read that's it on zoom 
And I was like, how do you have faith in us? Like, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, it feels like the process just got like so much shorter because of Zoom and they can't really do a lot. You could still do 10 callbacks. No, I know. I mean, like, I mean, they should have. I'm honestly grateful they didn't because that would have been stressful. But yeah, I know. It's just really, really interesting to me. Well, I, 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 I personally don't understand. I've never quite cast in that process before myself. Mm-hmm. I normally cast similar to like what Al did. Yeah, is like yeah. I know the people and I'm writing for them and ideally they're down. Um, I don't understand. I guess... I don't understand how 10 callbacks, how you don't quite know. I, yeah. I mean, I think that... There's too many too many opinions, I think, on the back end. But yeah. Well, for the Kim Possible movie that I did um, like three years ago now, um, that was like a 10 callback type of thing, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. And I think it's because they really... Um, it's a lot about like chemistry too. Like I did a lot of separate callbacks with like the you know, two other main characters to figure out like who had the best chemistry and like, and it was also like a really big cattle call. So I think they wanted to like narrow it down like really slowly, but yeah, you think that they would be like, Oh, well I like that person. Sure. Yeah. Can you describe cattle call? Cattle calls. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like basically where they let everyone in the entire world audition. Like you oh, wow. submit and anyone who submits, they bring in. So like, for like a guest star on a show they need to cast in a week they'd probably only reach out to the agencies that they like and like they're like submit your top two people from like these five agencies and then we'll just see them because we know they can do it but like catacall is like we want to see beginners we want to see people who've never acted just to see if they have the essence we want to see like people you know from new york to send in a tape like you just a lot of competition kind of thing right, yeah it's the whole world yeah wow Okay. Yes. I mean that that kind of makes a little bit that makes some sense. If, yeah. If they have that vast of a catalog to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I did want to dive into yeah some of those specific experiences for sure. Mm-hmm. You bring up the Impossible yeah. movie that was for Disney Channel, correct? Mm-hmm. And there was also a follow up series. Yes. Um, Kim Hushable. Kim Hushable. Yes, was what it was called. And that, that was, was kind of focused. You were the you in the in the movie played Athena. Mm-hmm. And then that character got the spinoff, right? That what they didn't follow Kim, that followed you they, guys, or how did that how did that play? It was kind of like it was a little bit of both. They my character had like a really interesting arc in the movie where I started out as like the cute, nerdy, lovable best friend, and then throughout the movie, you realize that I've been working for like the evil villain the entire time and that I'm mm. actually a robot. So it was like this. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> um, so that was like an interesting thing with the spinoff. I basically got to play like a different character who was now the robot okay, living okay. herself as the robot, gotcha. um, which was fun. Nice. Yeah. But it, it basically like followed all of all three of us during summer. And was yeah. that was that a a back to back thing? How soon did did that move from movie to series? Because I know they came out like the same year, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that it was it was pretty quick. It, it was probably a year after because we filmed in Vancouver, and then they took a while to edit, um, and it came out like a year later. And so I think that we did the 
spin off a little bit after. It was so long ago, I just can't remember. Yeah, sure, because I, I yeah. kind of I, when I was looking at the credits and stuff, because mm-hmm. I know I watched I watched a, a, some bits of another interview, and mm-hmm. you were talking about how you kind of had fingers crossed on a sequel, but yeah. then this feels like the sequel, so I kinda yeah, wasn't they sure. kind of did that instead of a sequel. Yeah, yeah. so I was like, like oh, a... I guess she hasn't done yeah, <laughs> yeah, she hasn't done it yet. Yeah, so. it was kind of like. I would have loved a sequel, but I think that they like wrapped it up in a way that I was very happy with and that like the movie feels like its own thing that's like very special and like its own arc that I don't even think it needed one. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Because I, I guess I was I was wondering on how they decided what spinoff they were going to do and if and how much they uh, relied on the popularity of yeah. these other characters and how I don't know how people assess stuff or how they greenlight stuff, but it, that honestly, was very cool to see. I don't <laughs> even know that process. Like we didn't even. I was. I mean, I was like seventeen when I did all that stuff, so I was like not only like a minor, but like not really involved in the whole like behind the scenes process of, well, the movie, I was very involved. That was like an incredible experience. And like the directors were really hands-on and like had us super, super involved. But then like the kind of after stuff with the press and the, you know, mini series and everything kind of just happened how it happened. And we're like, all right, I'm, I'm on for the ride. Yeah. 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 I, okay. I wanted to talk a little bit about, well, if you don't yeah. mind flashing back to that yeah, experience, of um, a couple of things. The you did call. Okay, you submitted to the cattle call, mm-hmm. quote unquote, air quotes here. Um, even though it, I don't want to, I don't know why I'm air quoting. Um, <laughs> so you submitted to that for the role of mm-hmm. Kim. Yes. Possible herself. I did. And then rumor has it you you did multiple callbacks for that role mm-hmm. and then it sounds like you said you went through like 10 so i'm assuming like five or yes. some just introductory and then they funneled you into the yes. athena, the athena bunch they did okay. they did ex- it's that's exactly how it happened yeah i went in for kim about five times because Kim is a, is a redhead. Yeah, Were you I a know. redhead at the time? I, no, I was not a redhead. No. Um, they yeah. They were kind of just seeing everyone. Yeah. And I think that that was their also way of like... So the Athena role is really interesting because she's supposed to almost like want to copy and emulate Kim. So like I think they also wanted to just see everyone do like the like pretty basic like Kim sides so that they could like see who... Like, it was, like, a really interesting relationship between Athena and Kim. So, I think that was, like, almost a tactic on their end to get everyone reading for Kim. Um, But, yeah. And then I, like, did, like, a producer session for Kim. And I was like, oh, my God. I got this in the bag. Don't know why they want a Filipino Kim. But I got this in the bag. And then they were like, oh, come read for this. And I was like, oh, that's what's going on. Okay. But I was fine with because I I do love that character. And it it worked out perfectly. So, yeah. Yeah, Because Athena, just for, I don't know people at home um that aren't familiar with the yeah. series yes uh athena from my understanding because i i kim possible was early 2000s mm-hmm. um cartoon on disney channel i i never i think i watched disney channel during that time and i didn't i wasn't like a big kim possible fan I, yeah the, it was I, honestly like a little bit before my time so yeah. like i'd seen it but i wasn't like a sure a super super fan because yeah. I guess I guess I primarily think of 
Kim Possible and then the naked mole rat yes. character. And then her best friend, Ron. I don't Ron. even know yeah. the best friend. But yeah. <laughs> but Athena is not in the animated no. series. Yeah. So just to preface on that, that she was developed to play yes. this new spot, which I think is also cool. It is cool. Give you some freedom. Yeah. It was it was really fun. It was hard during our press tour before the movie came out because everyone's like, who is that? Like, what is she doing in the movie? And I wasn't allowed to say anything because my character is like the plot twist of the movie. So like, that was really interesting in interviews. They're like, who are you? Who are you? I was Um, like, I "Um, am a robot. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) Disney would be like, stop. (laughs) We literally did like a boot camp for like making sure I don't say something bad about or like reveal the plot. So yes, Disney has their ways. Yes. Can you talk more about that? Are you allowed to talk about that? Can you hear yeah, I mean, I'm camp? not really. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I what I can say is I, lo- I really loved the entire experience. Like I felt like I was so happy I got to do Disney when I was like 17. I was like, oh my god, this is the dream. Like, well, I started when I was 11, so I was like, I just hope. You know, me as an 11 year old was like, I just want to be a Disney kid, whatever. And so it was really fun. A great experience. I learned a lot about like interviewing. They quite literally did like an interview boot camp so mm-hmm. that all the kids knew how to like answer the questions and like, cause the press tour is like very, very stressful. But, um, mm. and I loved specifically like filming in Vancouver, Canada and like that whole process. And like, I met two of my best friends and like, it just felt like summer camp because I was just, you know, like a kid having fun, like doing this with other kids. And then I think when I started to get older and I was still doing like the press stuff was like really, really stressful. And yeah, like how, how so I'm not, I'm very unfamiliar yeah. with the actual process of going through it. So yeah, it's like, well, so basically like the, the main press stuff is like a tour junket um press junket kind of thing is like you just sit in a room and then like Mm. people come in and out interviewing you for like two days straight and you just like sit there with your castmates and you just they just you know just do the thing all day long which was obviously very fun because I love talking about the movie but like it was a lot and when you get asked the same questions over and over and like you have to kind of like here we are. Put your am <laughs> PTSD. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So it's just like I was also. It was my first time in that entire world of like press and also like styling and like wardrobe and hair and like the entire press world was like so new to me. And I was like 17 years old, and I just it was like a lot. So then now being older. I looking back I probably would have done things differently but I'm really glad that I learned all that and I feel like ready for the next time to like approach it differently um yeah how so what's what for the next press tour what's your strategy I, I think that like I was just so worried about like being a like Disney role model in a sense like there was a lot of pressure as like specifically a Disney kid to be like totally perfect and they always ask you like what's your advice for young kids and like what's your inspirational last line you can leave us with and I was like I don't know I'm a child I'm figuring it out like I don't have my like you know be your best like yeah like inspirational quotes in my back pocket so I think now like my main thing going into it next time would be like just to kind of like be myself and be honest and not have to feel like I have to like impress anyone do a little bit more of um who are the the I'm thinking of like an Aubrey Plaza or a mm-hmm. uh, uh Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, or, uh, yes, exactly. 
They just say whatever the hell's on their mind. Or like yeah. as on the directing side, like I, I always look up to like a like a Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. And he's always, oh, no, he, he's no. super himself in those press exactly. stuff. So, okay. Yeah. So leaning more into thyself versus the expectation yeah. and yeah. sustaining that I'm sure is the stressful part is like yeah 30 interviews yeah you just want to be like hey stop talking to me <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i um okay yeah cool. yeah no, it sounds like a great experience yeah it was i'm honestly like really really grateful That's for it and now like i know what to not do and what to do so yeah yeah and then i was thinking looking thinking about your impossible journey specifically mm-hmm. um I don't know. It's, this probably happens more commonly than I than I than I fully understand. But I was thinking about Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> I was like comparing <laughs> you to Tom Hiddleston was because he got his Loki role because mm-hmm. he had initially auditioned for Thor. Right. And yes. He was, there's those there there those uh, there are those old like uh those self t- or the not not the chemistry because it's just him playing Thor holding the hammer and doing some test the test screenings yeah. and stuff with a wig and all that. Yeah. <laughs> And he got offered again the, yes. the the villain side, and I'm like, all right, well, and now I mean, he's still playing the character and he's still killing yeah. it, and it's, it's it awesome. happens like that sometimes. So I was yeah. like, oh, and it's a funny little story too, because obviously no one thinks of him as Thor. Yeah, it's like you're so, Thor. We don't buy that one yeah. bit. We love you as Loki. What are you thinking? Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, we're talking about Impossible Athena. Um, that's very cool i know uh i want to talk a little bit about um what do i have notes here for we it's mentioned that you because you the bulk of your acting experience is as a kid Mm -hmm. even now you still play kids Mm -hmm. Um, but so you've worked for like you said disney you've worked for nickelodeon Mm -hmm. you've done different shows like that um you had mentioned one that i wanted to ask a little bit more about uh i don't know what this guest star role was but you talk about playing an mma fighter yeah and uh i was a little bit more curious well what yeah what that was and how that came across your yes your desk if you will oh my gosh yes phenomenal question um so that was a role I did on a Disney show called Bizarre Vark. Um, and it was like my first like big guest star role on a show that was like really popular at the time. And this was pre Kim? This was pre Kim Possible. Okay. Yes. Um, and it's funny because it's one of those like weird quirky roles that I was like this is just fun I'll just do this and then like even to this day people are always like my name on the show was Vicky Hothead Fuego and people like comment like Vicky Hothead Fuego it's like one of those like weird culty things that I'm like I didn't think this would last this many years (laughs) that people would actually like like it's written on my bathroom mirror right now um it says like Vicky Hothead Fuego because some one of my friends was um, a series regular on Bizarre Break and she like came over and wrote it on the mirror. It's funny, um, but so yeah. So basically, I was like an MMA fighter YouTuber who got in like a feud with the two main characters. It was like a bunch of like kid YouTubers living together, kind of thing. Like the first content house or whatever. Um, and so because I'm a dancer, I get a lot of 
like submissions for roles that are really athletic because they think that you know a lot of times when you're seeing someone be athletic whether it's like stunt choreography or anything else like they're not really doing it they just have to be aware of their body and how it looks like on camera so like Hollywood actually really likes dancers who are actors because they're just aware of like how to move their bodies even if it's not the exact like you don't have to be like a pro soccer player but you if you know how to move your body then you can look like you're playing soccer so like I think that was one of the main things that got me that role is I was just able to like really adapt to like all the stunt choreography and like you know all all this this jazz yeah demonstrating some <laughs> mma moves yeah. for us here yeah. <laughs> um okay because i that that makes sense so what i don't know i'm not familiar with the show yes what uh is this high school kids or because i, I Yes, answer that first. <laughs> um, it is. It was like a combination. It was like the plot was around um, essentially like a bunch of... It, it was like kind of like LA in a sense where it was like a bunch of kids who got famous on YouTube all lived in this house. Yeah. And so there was like young kids and then there was like like Jake Paul was on it. He was a series regular. Whoa, I don't Jake yeah, Paul. I know. So that <laughs> was funny. Um maybe before yeah. this other stuff happened. Yeah. No, it was. Then he okay. got kicked off the show. Yeah. But um <laughs> yeah, it was it was pre that. Um pre that. Yeah. We'll call it. Yeah, pre that. Uh yeah, so it was like it was an interesting show. It was very, it was, it was very silly, very funny. Um, I don't know if you know who Olivia Rodrigo is. Of course. Yeah, but she came off of that show, and that's when I. Um, oh, that's where yeah. she came from. Okay. Yes. So it was her and another girl as the two leads who I got in a feud with. <laughs> Great. And yeah. On the show. Yes. Maybe. And in real life. Maybe. No, uh, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I guess I, I was trying to process the. This MMA character in general is like, yeah. it's like we want an, M- M- an MMA gal, yeah. but we also need, but then it's against you. You're like, you're, I don't imagine you. No, I know. I think that's what they thought was so funny is when I, so when I went to like the callback for that, it was like a bunch of like really tall girls who like look super buff and like tough and stuff. And then when I did it, I think they just thought it was like so ironic yeah. that I was like, like four foot ten and was just like oh i'm gonna beat you up kind of thing so yeah yeah. and then i ended up this is so random so this was like it's kind of just like a funny like gag memory of me doing this role and i ended up winning uh like (laughs) young actors award young young entertainer award for that for like best guest star yeah like yeah right Yeah. yeah and i was like that blows my mind. It was just such a funny experience and like to have that memory and like have that trophy just for like playing yeah. this like MMA fighter. I don't know. It's just fun. No, it sounds it like memory. it sounds like it resonated and people loved it and you yeah. loved it. Cuz I yeah, it makes okay. Cuz it sounds like they went the approach of I don't know if this is a twist of the character or I'm just guessing here. Yeah. Is that being that it's a YouTube MMA person, they're mm-hmm. not really MMA. They just pretend to be. No, like they, she's, she's actually l- like an MMA, like okay. like a like a prodigy, like a teen prodigy. Because who's the? 
I was thinking like a Kimbo Slice type. I, I don't know who that is. There is a guy that went viral for doing like backyard knockout MMA pseudo oh, yeah. videos. Oh, yeah. Like that. And he would just get like KO after KO at these like just backyard skirmishes. So it wasn't like legit UFC. But so then he ended up trying to join the UFC and he just, he couldn't, he couldn't oh. do it because yeah. he's... It wasn't real. Yeah. Like, it was real, yeah. but it wasn't, like, a real scenario with people that actually knew what they were doing. Yeah. So, I was kind of expecting it to go that way, but this is not what that was. No. She knew what she was doing. She well, was a she pro. was, yeah. I ha- I was, like, breaking boards <laughs> in the episode, and, like, I, like, want, I, like, this one, like, hilarious little thing I remember is they put, like, a, a glass that could break over the camera, mm-hmm. and they're, like, we want you to, like, look into the camera and, like, punch it and i like punched it in the glass work so it looked like i like broke my own camera like my own vlog mm, camera nice yeah it was funny it's super cool <laughs> yeah i dig it <laughs> <laughs> i haven't talked about that in a long time it, like sometimes it just escapes my memory that there's it's proof on, of me doing that somewhere mirror. on the internet <laughs> check that out um no that's very cool yeah dance helped with that and that makes sense that Mm-hmm. Again, I was thinking about their the the MMA fighters that do exist. I don't know. I don't know what's I don't know what's out there, but it makes <laughs> sense that you would look at in the dancer world because they yeah are adaptable yeah movement exactly exactly it's very cool. I want to ask you a couple of opinions on like um kind of set. Let's just talk about okay. existing on set. Yes. Let's start with, um, because this is something that I witnessed, and I always try to figure out how to uh, navigate this when working with my actors, Mm -hmm. or just working, even if it's not my set, even as a script soup. um, That's a fun little nickname. (laughs) Script soup. Script soup. (laughs) I've never heard that before. Tastes great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Fun fact, just so you know this too. Yes, I'm ready. um it's not really a fun all right as script supervisors there's the uh, nickname can will often be called uh scripty people mm-hmm. call pe- people call the script supervisor scripty on set quite frequently script supervisors in the in the hall do not appreciate that nickname they don't so i would recommend i will never use that i would recommend to elongate it to script supervisor okay. or call them by their name is much preferable or even script i think script is kind of cool script is cool i think script is cool script d yeah i could see it sounds a little demeaning a little demeaning yeah especially with the history of the position and it being a primarily female-led role Mm. it's traditionally been said to to women from men so it's i didn't um, even know that yeah wow i hear all the time I, i just came off of a set where somebody told me like you're the second guy script supervisor we've ever seen and people with like 30 years experience have told me that i'm the first one they've ever seen so regardless that is so interesting i had no idea so if you hear scripty i will shut it down immediately shut it down educate yes i will (laughs) i will i will take that with me yeah that's i think it's a good little takeaway it is it is good i was gonna ask about um or maybe it doesn't exist. I feel like it exists. Is the separation that happens between cast and crew where when we're when we're filming 
the crew is doing their stuff. They're mm-hmm. setting up lights. They're mm-hmm. doing this. And the cast is normally somewhere else, either being held or mm-hmm. going through makeup in this other room. Mm-hmm. And there's a very limited cross-contamination. And that's not the proper word. <laughs> a little bit limited yeah. intersection points mm-hmm. for general crew and cast to just like... Hang. Hang. Yeah. Like it doesn't really happen. Yeah. And if anything, it's almost encouraged to not happen is what it feels like. Yeah. How is, what is your, how do you, how do you navigate that? How do you, what's your preference? Do you want to talk to crew or do you like not? That is a really good question. And, um, I, I mean, I personally, like my favorite part of set is talking to the crew and everyone because that's what sets, that's what like sets, set apart from other jobs is that it's a lot of people who actually probably don't know each other all hanging out and doing this job so it's like it's really cool I love I love 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 talking to the the crew I think that yeah you're right I never really like acknowledged it head on that there is like a big separation but there is and I think that the only other like thing that I could think of is like I have also had like situations where some crew members have been like creepy and weird and like obviously that it's, it's doesn't happen all the time but when it does it's like nice to have that separation so you can focus on your own stuff and not be like bombarded but like rule of thumb like there shouldn't be because there's two I, I completely agree that like there's just there's a lot of like hierarchy of cast and a lot of times, like, my least favorite part of set is, like, feeling like I am, like, this sheep who's being, like, herded. yeah, or herded. herded or, like, you know, like, coddled in some sort of way. And, like, like the main example I can think of is, like, I, you know always having to tell someone exactly like when you're going to the bathroom or like someone coming up to you constantly asking like do you need this do you need that which is so great but it makes you feel like not a human where you're like I'm okay like I'm just chilling I want to be like hanging out with the rest of you like I'm not like I'm good but which makes sense because you know like you know like I don't know it's just there it's it's an ecosystem that had you know some are better than others was what I would say (laughs) yeah I yeah I I feel, and again, you can comment on this if yeah. it's real. Being an actor is hard. Is uh, the rumor is, is the rumor on the street? Being an actor is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> For that rumor, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say that I don't know. It feels like it's almost uh, almost like a whiplash experience where. As an actor, the objective is to be seen and to be found and mm-hmm. to be wanted and to get cast. It's mm-hmm. like, we want you in our movie. We think you're great. We love everything that you do and who you are. Mm-hmm. And then up until that point, it's like you said, the 99% rejection. Of mm-hmm. We don't want you, which isn't necessarily the message that they're trying to send. But when you do get cast and then you are on one of those sets, then your people are bowing down to you. And then they're asking all those questions and they're, they're doing everything they can to make sure you're comfortable, which is great. But it's a little bit... It's w- not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy for anyone involved. No. And you're completely, like, objectively right. That's exactly okay. how it goes. But it, I, I don't think it's healthy. It's not... And that's why, like, 
that's why acting is such a career that's like so messy and not something that works for everyone not something everyone should do and it's just super unconventional because that's the lifestyle there's there's not it's not good it's not good for you it's a full full 180 flip yeah of complete rejection to complete acceptance yeah and, and it's interesting yeah and then there's a layer on top of that where after what I've been experiencing Mm -hmm. a little bit recently, which is like after you get it and you film and it's great and you feel on top of the world and then it comes out and you're like, this is my movie and everyone hates it. That's another layer because then you go back. (laughs) Oh no! You go back, you know, because that's just what being an actor is, is some is people are going to see you and have an opinion about you because everyone has opinions and it's not their fault because I have opinions about certain movies and whatever, but you know, everyone's a person who worked hard mm-hmm. on something. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you're, I can, I can infer, that's the right word, <laughs> on what comments you're talking about mm-hmm. because there are, um, I could imagine there's creative comments, which I would imagine if you're an actor, you're like, well, I didn't write the lines. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry. That's not, yeah. It's not really an attack on me. You're attacking mm-hmm. really the writer or the director that made mm-hmm. the decision for me to say that, for mm-hmm. me to do this thing. But if it's you and your face mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, exactly. or anything else, then uh, I, could, I could see that being rough. Yeah. Okay. So getting back to set life. <laughs> yes. Getting back to set life. <laughs> How, um, okay. So you said that you enjoy talking to crew. Yes. I'm thinking about reply again. Mm-hmm. That, that was our that's our overlap here. Yes, um, I remember. Cause, and again, like you said, it's, it was a three day shoot, so we didn't really have much time to establish yeah. a rapport. It's yeah. just like we're all here, and it's indie, and which is cool. I love indie. I live indie. <laughs> um, live love indie. <laughs> live live love indie. Um, I remember our first. As a script supervisor, mm-hmm. I'll start again. I'll restart my sentence yes. 10 times. Um, I saw you, we, we were setting up a scene in the garage where you're like working with power tools and stuff or whatever. And uh, camera and it was kind of morning and where everybody's mm-hmm. getting settled and figuring stuff out. And then you were, I think you're in costume already and you're standing there. And I, I was noticing, I was taking note. I'm like, I haven't talked to her yet. And I'm always trying to figure out on when to feel that out because I don't know what kind of prep you're going through. I don't know your process. So it's definitely a, uh, it's its own process to figure out your process. (laughs) 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 Um, And I was noticing, I even teased you about it a little bit. I think that was my, that was my inline was you were standing there. Everybody kind of got what they needed from you Mm -hmm. and you're just there now. And you were doing a little bit of a zone out. You're just like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're just zoning out there. And I'm like, I totally get it. Cause that happens Yeah. when zero focuses on you. You're just like, well, I guess I'll just wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and go into wait mode. <laughs> just like, power I'm like down. a robot. I'm like <laughs> sleep mode. Yeah. So you powered down and then mm-hmm. I went to go say hi. Hey, and you were really cool. Um, Thanks. You too. <laughs> uh so then um yeah but then i I still it's still hard to navigate on 
when to talk, when yeah. not to talk. It's just like a weird thing. And then I, I don't know. I just. No. Um, yeah, I know. There's definitely like a weird thing with that because like from like the acting side of things. I've like in those moments where I'm just waiting, you know, like when somebody calls on the actor to be like, go to your mark, go wherever, like you have to be ready to do. They expect it like right away. You know, it's like, go, we got to go now. So it's like, it's interesting on set. I've noticed because like you can be starting a conversation with someone and then it will just abruptly end because yeah. it's like, I'm leaving. I got to go, which I'm sure happens for everyone. But it's like, it sure does. it's not like, a, which is why the after party was so fun <laughs> because yeah, yeah. we could speak. <laughs> yeah. So I know I wish I could figure out how to navigate that better. <sighs> Well, all it takes. Here's my. Yeah. Here's my. That's your. That's your hot take. All right. No, here's my solution. Yeah. And it's not an easy one. Yeah. Is it? It takes a full understanding of everything. Everything that's going on in that specific moment. Mm-hmm. It's what. Sh- what did the DP just ask for? Mm-hmm. What are they working on now? Do they need anything? Do they need anything from the actor upcoming? Are they going to get called to go to Mark, or are they just in limbo and nobody's told them to go back to? Yeah costumes or they're already there whatever yeah there's this weird full understanding of the exact moment you're in yes and that's what i had (laughs) (laughs) yes you're like checking off the thing yeah yeah. cool there's this okay cool all right al's over there she's busy okay great i can yeah i can go and and talk sierra's in full zone out mode i need to bring her back to life (laughs) yeah Yeah. i can i can be the one yeah, too. Yeah. Well, that's very, like, honestly, very respectful of you as well to not see if I was, like, not, like, in a process or something, like, figuring yeah. things out. But because I guess my general know. rule of thumb, too, and again, feel free to speak on yeah. this, is when you are, let's say, on reply again, there's, a, there's, there was no real, like, in the house, there was no mm-hmm. real holding room. Oh, yeah. There's, like, yeah, no green just, room. Yeah. It was just a living room with makeup and costumes mm-hmm. kind of set out. So then I kind of assumed when y'all were hanging out there, I'm like, this is kind of their only space. Mm-hmm. So I do not want to interact here. This is where I would go if I was an actor to get away. Mm. But maybe that's not, maybe, I don't know. Like I just, that's yeah. not my place to start a conversation. I mean, like, honestly, honestly, I, like I was saying, there is a little too much of like the you know coddling aspect because like i'm you guys are working just as hard got there earlier than me like (laughs) even harder even harder excuse me um and like you guys don't have a place where you can go and take a second so it's like that's very like you know sad and like privileged of us to have that so like you know, I would say, like, obviously it's different for everyone. I feel like I'm just, like, a little bit more, like, chill in that arena. Like, I don't, you know, it almost, like, gives me more anxiety to, like, sit by myself before a scene than to, like, you know, talk to people and just, like, be a part of the environment and not feel, like, separated from everyone. So, yeah, I, yeah sure. Yeah. I totally get it. I guess my thought process mm-hmm. thinking about it now and, and kind of over not it's not an over analysis it's a proper analysis <laughs> is um if it were not the right time it it 
creates an awkward scenario for you because mm. what are you going to do? Like, if you don't want to talk to me, because if not, if if you don't, if you don't want to talk to the person that comes up to you, there's not quite an excuse for you to just like up and walk out. Like, you're kind of this is your space and I came into your space and mm. now you, I'm forcing you out to try to get away from it. And that's, mm. I, I feel bad about that kind of scenario. Honestly, you're cool I mean, doing I it. don't speak for everyone. Uh, I, I can't speak for everyone, but like, I, you know, like what would you do in real life, you know, or like on set, if you were, if someone was talking to you that you didn't want to talk to you right now, cause you were like, you know, trying to focus sure, on self, sure. you know, just go to the bathroom and, excuse, and like figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Like, yeah, honestly, I don't think it's like that as much of a big deal as like the people on set, which like feeds the problem of like the actors being coddled in a way that they don't need to. And especially yeah. on like a set like Reply where it was quite literally like super chill, super chill. Yeah. And just like a fun vibe. And I was just like really passionate and excited to be there. Like on another thing, it might be different where I'm like if there's like a huge, huge, huge crew and I'm like you know have a sobbing scene in like 20 minutes like i'm gonna be like not a single human yeah. in my radius i need to like focus but yeah on a thing like that i think it's just it is it is more chill is it i guess to to get us out of this yeah. little topic i'm trying to figure out like a takeaway here is it are should we um be trying to bridge this gap by connecting, making more efforts to connect with uh, the opposite, the, uh, the the jump over. Again, there's this little moat. This is the cast side. This is the crew side. Mm -hmm. The director can hop between the two pretty mm -hmm. seamlessly because mm -hmm. they have, you know, that this, the, that's what they do. But like grips or camera or script soup mm -hmm. or <laughs> script mm -hmm. soup again. <laughs> or even vice versa. I don't know when an actor... Like, I don't know how, and I don't see actors commonly start conversations with, um, mm -hmm. with crew. You know, I honestly, from the actor perspective too, I think that like, we also don't want to bother you because you're like doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people are like, you know, a lot of the times there's people running around doing this, like having to, you know, set up these lights in five minutes and all this thing. So I think that like takeaway wise, like we probably should definitely bridge the gap more because it's like, you know, this is essentially my first time talking and like really unpacking that, that, that gap like super exists. But now like looking back, I'm like, yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. And like, I would love to make that not so much a thing. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like also what just like came to mind um, is I almost think that how do I word this like the actor specifically like me like as long as I become more like sure of myself and like able to stand up for myself and able to say like hey I'm it's really great talking to you I have a scene in 20 minutes I'm gonna go in the corner and practice this like or even tell a gal, like, hey, could you just, like, let everyone know I'm going to be, like, in this room for 20 minutes, like, needing to, like, de-stress and then I'm ready to, like, if I could, which I, you know, have anxiety about saying right now because I'm just not as sure of myself as, like, I should be. But, like, I think that could be, like, a possible solution where, like, you know, there wouldn't be so much, like, 
fear of overstepping if people were actually just like fully honest <laughs> and like you're talking confident you're talking communicating yes communicating <laughs> which is the thing you know like feeds those problems of like i just don't know like if i should do this you know if and i'm saying this as a critique on myself too so like yeah just communicating honestly yeah. and then being able to say both like i want to talk to you right now and like i don't want to talk to you right now and not making it like a weird thing mm -hmm. between these two people now it's just like yeah. a, you know more of a community i love it it's yeah. great yeah it's a great. perfect world <laughs> a perfect set <laughs> no i mean that we have power so yeah. it's kind of the cool yeah. part yeah um yeah it was great i love it <sighs> what was i thinking about i don't know i was gonna name drop somebody that i was this uh, <laughs> i was i worked uh, a one-day gig as a script supervisor mm -hmm. and it was my first time on set with a really big name um because like i know you've worked with some cool people uh, and you're a really big name yourself. Really, So you, okay, what I was going to say was, I'll just say, I don't know, I'll just say. Go ahead. So I, I was on set, uh, it was Kevin Hart was, okay. on this, was on this project. That's sick. He's so funny. And um, I was observing, I was very curious on what that would be like. Because I said yes to the gig. Again, it was just a one-day quick thing, mm -hmm. and then I got the call sheet, <laughs> and I looked at the... I was like, I wonder if I know anybody on this, on the crew side, and then I saw Kevin Hart was number one, and I'm like, oh, this is... Like, immediately got stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I should not have looked at this before bed. Kevin Hart. Not that it's a, any really a different thing. Mm -hmm. He's a professional. But I wanted to observe what the difference was like with the set presence because i i had an i I've, I've, i think he had a he's a documentary on netflix or something about his his whole i forgot what the point was of the documentary mm -hmm. but what i got <laughs> from it was like this is a busy guy that's tackling a lot of things and yeah he has so much on his plate yeah, yeah yeah he's producing he's acting and he's just literally got a team dedicated to optimizing his time so mm -hmm. wow um he's very like a almost He's created an environment where he's like kind of like you, like you talked about for the tour experience, the uh, press tour, mm -hmm. is where he's just kind of like pushed through a schedule, mm -hmm. and it's like, mm -hmm. all right, in ten minutes you're gonna be here. Okay, now you're here. So we were shooting a couple of comedic skits, and he had like this whole stand-in guy that would act when he wasn't on if his if his face wasn't being shot, the stand-in mm. was doing the work, mm. which was interesting. Mm, that is interesting. But then. I did notice, and it makes sense for him, that there was zero, I swear that he did not look at anybody. <laughs> he was wow. in super, like, yeah. his whole pod would have come on. It was like, okay, crew was like, Kevin Hart's going to be here in 10 minutes. We got to be ready for his coverage shot. We got to be uh -huh. ready for that. Okay, everybody know the plan, blah, blah, blah. He would show up. His whole crew would come out. <laughs> his whole, whatever, his makeup people mm -hmm. and He'd show up, he'd be on his phone talking to his kids or whatever the thing is. He'd just put his arms out, he'd get mic'd while he's on the phone call. <laughs> and then he'd walk onto set, quickly look over a script, and then just bust it out and then walk mm. out and go back to hop across the aisle to this other set that he also was doing stuff at. So he would just like hop oh my between God. these two. Super optimal. Wow, um, yeah. But the, team, the optimal team <laughs> did a good job of optimizing. Yeah, but I w that's one of those environments... Um, or I'm just thinking, I was, I was thinking about uh, 
there's no world in which I am trying to connect <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah. And then he, he was actively uh, not feeding into that too, where mm-hmm. I swear I could, I'm, I don't even think, I would notice it kind of grabbed me when he, he made eye contact with his cast members in the scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, this is him looking at people for the first time that wow. I've seen him be out here. It's mm-hmm. really weird. Yeah. So anyway, we're trying to bridge that gap. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's the gap we're going to try and bridge. I could imagine on a yeah. longer project, you have more of an opportunity, but it seemed like this was just yeah. one of those. I think it's, yeah. It really, honestly, I mean, obviously it depends on the person, but I think for me it would like depend on the day. Like even yeah. just, yeah. I can imagine both sides, but I want to be the type of person who like who was it that I was hearing about who was like really 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 involved with the crew hmm. it was an actor I should remember that either, anyway either way you were touched anyway I want to be that kind of person who's yeah. involved with the crew yeah I think it's a cool thing to uh you know work on I'm sure yeah yeah just like anything yeah. else sometimes the script supervisor is busy and you're asking about their app yeah. <laughs> is not the conversation to have right now. <laughs> that's all about analyzing. Yeah, exactly that's, that's the a moment. question that's a question I yeah. get a lot too. It's like, hey, what app do you work on? I'm like, guys, this is the only thing anybody ever talks to yeah. me about. Can we I promise <laughs> I will never talk to you about your app. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Sounds great. Let's not talk about that. All right. So I want to jump to um can we talk about that? It's great. <clears throat> the directors. Mm-hmm. You've worked, I must assume, with a plethora of directors with different styles mm-hmm. and different scenarios, different environments. Um, I'll ask a very vague question for starters, and we can dissect it more from there. But actually, asking a little bit selfishly, just for any takeaways from you know from me on my directing journey, mm-hmm. what uh what makes a what makes a good director in your eyes and feeling your your perspective what what puts you in the best possible position to do your job yes um okay so i think the best experience i've had with a director actually directors because um for kim possible there were um two directors they were like a co-directing team adam and zach and um I think it's literally all about involving your actors in the process as much as you can and just just being their like ally, like their friend. Like you're going to be you're going to help them. You're on their side essentially. Which sounds basic, but it's like you got to make that clear cuz it's very daunting as an actor to like, you know, have a re- relationship with your director like that. You know, it's you never know what you're walking into. And just like during Kim Possible, we, right when we got there, which obviously is a movie, so it's a more of like a long-term thing that we could like. Do you recall how long that was? Um, it was a three-month shoot, yes. Cool. Um, and we, he, I, I have very fond memories of us, like um, just the three main characters and the two directors all in this comments room talking about the character for hours, like doing like improv, um, of certain scenes just to like really like get into the process and just like making it fun. This is pre-production. Yes. This is pre-production. 
and um, just them really like looking out for us in more ways than one, like not only like in the scenes, but like also like on set looking out for us and just like really getting to know us as people. And and I actually have like a tattoo for Adam, the director of Kim Possible. I have one tattoo and it's for him. So that's wow. how Im- impactful a director oh can word. be in um, someone's life. Um, it's adorable. Yeah. I love him. I love both of them. They're so sweet. Um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, like directors are the most important people in relation to the actors because that's what's going to like, like you said, like, the like super, yeah, and the script supervisor <laughs> as well. Um, just because uh-huh. they are like, you know, like you said, that bridge where they, they go on over to the actor side and they go on the crew side. So, um, yeah, I guess what's other... Okay, so there's different uh, scenarios we can yeah. because you talk about pre-production, mm-hmm. where <clears throat> getting into that character development side yeah. is very great, and you had the opportunity uh, specifically on this one to meet up in person with the main cast and actually just mm-hmm. play with the directors yeah. for extended periods of time. That sounds yeah, it's like a, it's like almost not even rehearsing. I like guess it's, it's a form of rehearsal, but it's just yeah, develop, it's more just, just yeah, development. development, getting into the world, getting sounds, to know each other. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, which L did as well, which we we had a rehearsal and we all just kind of like sat for an hour, talked to each other, and then ran the script. You know, yes, that kind of vibe. Great, yeah, it helps tremendously. Yeah, L is amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so and then do you want to know like? During production, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, yeah, yeah. So now, that. So I'm stealing s- your job, <laughs> <laughs> asking myself the questions. <laughs> so yes, now you're on set. Mm-hmm. You've done the pre-production with a great director. You guys have talked through stuff already, mm-hmm. and now it's just on the day, and it's time to perform. What kind of interactions do you like to have on the day that the director specifically would facilitate? I think that. Like, within a scene, it's important to, I think, like, reassure the actor of what they're doing. Essentially, like, like okay, you know, directing it, like, I want to see your take on this scene. Like, just give me, like, from, you know, what, what you envision and, like, giving the actor a take that's, like, completely theirs. And then, you know giving them notes and like guiding them along these notes and letting and hearing also their feedback on the notes of like what they think. Um, I really, one of my favorite parts of acting is being directed. Like I like bringing my own stuff, but I also really like the collaboration of that. And so like, I would also want a director who's very hands-on and like, let's try it this way. Let's try it this way. Like I want to know what they envision for me as well. Cause it's kind of stressful to like, just bring yourself to the project. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could imagine. Um, I mean, because, yeah, for sure, I see that too, where it depends on the actor, of course. Mm-hmm. But I do, for the most part, see an opportunity to help uh, complete the performance mm-hmm. um, by giving just any thought at all is helpful. Yeah. Just, exactly. Just to reground and be like, okay, my decisions were great. They're liking it. And the only thing they said was just slow down. The, whatever. Whatever the yeah. thing is. And that could help just lock it in the brain. Yeah. Fulfill your side of the uh, mm-hmm. of the equation. And yeah. sometimes when that doesn't happen, 
I can see that you just leave unfulfilled. You're like, did I do what they need? Did, did yeah, this, yeah. Did that work? Because there's nothing. there's so much overthinking that goes into <laughs> it that it's nice if if the director tells you anything, anything at all. Yeah, <laughs> and like also on With Kim Possible, honesty. every single scene we did an improv take, like a full improv take, beginning to end, which was also. Like they ended up using some of like the funny one-liners we came up with, but also it was just like a way to get the actors like completely comfortable and mm-hmm. loose and like living in the world. So that's like, I would suggest that I, to any director, ha- like just seen, do one. <laughs> I have seen that technique yeah. uh, fall on its face. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, I've been uh, as a script supervisor, yeah. of course. Well, never, well yeah. Never <laughs> yeah. No, um, where I have seen, again, this is like a director job mm-hmm. where... If you want to, because uh, of course the, the objective was brought up. Okay, we're just, we're gonna, we're gonna, we got what we needed. We're gonna do a fun take now. This mm-hmm. is the improv take. Just have at it. Let loose. Be wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we watch the take, and you could see them. They almost tense up more, mm. and they are not comfortable. And then we move on. And mm. then there was no effort to acknowledge. There was no effort to acknowledge that. Oh. It looks like you guys were not comfortable. And then, like, we keep trying it. It's like, this is the improv take, and the same thing happens. Like, it just, there, and mm. I'm not quite sure specifically in that, in that, in that circumstance why it didn't work, but. I think it some, might be, like, also just fostering the relationship beforehand. Like, because on Kibasa, we had all that time to get to know each other, and then doing improv felt so natural. But, like, if I just showed up one day, and they're like, do an improv take with this person i'd be like uh what, I how do i speak mentally for this yeah yeah that yeah something i, th- well, I think it's definitely yeah. a confidence thing yeah. i think i don't think they were super trained actors too so mm-hmm. just it's like guys w- and also not putting pressure to like make the improv takes funny or mm-hmm. like work with the script but just like prefacing it as a director of like i'm just doing this just so we get words out of our mouth and you feel like more comfortable in like we're not going to use any of this like just talk as if you mm-hmm. would talk in this scene yeah in this world then all, maybe it's not like it all comes down pressure to yeah. communication per usual yes. <laughs> as per usual um, key to life yes okay what were we talking about <laughs> directing <laughs> oh yeah yes. yeah directors okay, yeah okay so you enjoy um yeah, you, you enjoy Feedback. the collaboration. Yes, you I enjoy do. hearing a note. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's you would prefer to hear it rather than not. And also like giving feedback, whether it's like an actual note or just like a comment on how someone's performance is like uh, to someone who isn't like the carrier of the scene. Because I, um, I did the show called LA's Finest and I mm-hmm. had kind of like a, um, I was like the lead daughter's best friend and so my scenes were very like it was a recurring character so I was in a lot but my scenes were like very short and I was kind of just to move the story along um and it's just really helpful when like even the person who's not the one like crying and who's the main character but the other person in the scene like just to get some sort of feedback of like hey I acknowledge you you're doing great hey I acknowledge you like like do this line a little differently or I acknowledge you like I see what you're doing there than to know like you're not like completely lost in the water because you know you're not the one that people are really caring about right now, but just to know that like then you just completely relax. So like, yeah, that. Yeah, that's definitely a, uh, 
I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. That's like that's because that's TV. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, a whole different style of directing, almost. Yeah. Because it's not it's the writer's show. It's not the director's show. Yes. So you, as a director, are just like I'm the director of the day. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah, it's crazy. It switches um, around so much. <laughs> so uh, it is weird because um, they don't have that attachment to the project the same way they would mm-hmm. if it was their feature or yeah, some other thing. Exactly. So, <sighs> yeah, I do like the uh, the push for again the connection. Yes, <laughs> communication. Because <laughs> uh, today. Yeah, because I don't like taking for granted people's uh, efforts and energies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's like, yeah, I get that these actors may not be the forefront mm-hmm. of the experience of, of the shot or even the show or whatever, but this this is a big deal for this yeah. actor. This is the, the first guest starring or recurring role. Exactly. Or, and just, yeah, just the thumbs up. Yeah. Anything, great work. anything, fist bump. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't know, but that's what I. Yeah, I'll, I'll strive to uh, do all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I was working my way back through your notes. You said, okay, you enjoy hearing notes, having the, the mm-hmm. feedback. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was going to ask. Have you ever received bad direction? Anything come to mind for a what not to do or maybe that wasn't so helpful or we can dig into, I can. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I have received bad direction. A lot of like, I think like a lot of like contradictory stuff sometimes when like a director mm-hmm. is kind of just like word vomiting per se where they're just, like, thinking about what's in their head, and they're like, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. So I'd say probably, like, revise your thought to, like, its most clearest form before telling the actor, because it's just going to, like, cloud their head even more. And then if you change it, like, it's okay to change your mind, obviously, and, like, try a ton of different things. And, like, I know you're still, you know, working through it yourself, but it's just kind of, like, fosters, like, a stressful environment when you're telling the actor one thing, then immediately something else, and then, like, just not fully knowing what you want to do yet. So, yeah. Yeah, that can make sense. Yeah. Uh, what's the word? Confidence? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, the, the, you lose confidence a little bit mm-hmm. in the direction that you're yeah. headed. Yes. The ship. Yes. It's like, okay, yeah. where are we going? <laughs> what is happening? I don't trust you. Yeah. Um, okay, that makes total sense. Communication, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, great. Nothing else comes to mind, though. Yeah. I don't think so. I think I just blocked all the bad memories out no, of my great. head. It's great, it's great. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think of stuff, too. Yeah. But cool. All right. <laughs> And is there any other aspects that we're missing? We did talk about, we talked a little bit about pre, we talked about, um, okay. Um, you said earlier that you enjoy being involved in as much of the character development process mm-hmm. as possible. Yes. Um, we could highlight other departments here too, yes. where it's not necessarily the director, the director does have a say in all the departments, but, um, cause you mentioned that you do, uh, costume mm-hmm. uh design um 
this costume design is not the right word. What's the word? Yeah, like fashion design. Fashion design. Yeah, That's better. Sewing. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how to necessarily know. it's hard to know this about people in general when you're just if mm-hmm. you if you, if you if, let's just say if i were to just see your self-tape and i'm like oh my gosh she's great and the caster i don't necessarily know off the top of our introduction that oh she's great at mm. she's got yeah. an eye for fashion she has total awesome style like i wouldn't necessarily know to include you in like oh mm. like what ideas do you have for this character because mm. I am not a costume seeing I, – I don't see costume when I think mm. character. Interesting. So having that assist of like, please help me mm. <laughs> with what makes sense for this character from your perspective and that can help influence um, yeah. the design. I mean, I think that would be like another thing for a director maybe to just put on their list of to ask the actor in like a blanket email or like beforehand or even like on the day like – what are your specialties? Where do you want to be more involved? Do you have anything that mm-hmm. you... Because, like, I don't think a director's ever asked me that, and that would mm-hmm. be something that would be, like, so important to me. Have Have you ever done the reverse where you've asked to I, be involved because you do have a passion? I mean, I, I've never done it. I would, and that, I think, goes back to just me working on being a more confident and, like... Yeah, confident sure, person, sure. but I think that there's always like a, which I don't think is right, but I think that there's always like a, you know, you don't want to overstep on people's jobs kind of thing. And like, it's, it's tricky, it's tricky to word such a thing. Yeah. And like, you know, there's obviously that stereotype of actors being so entitled that they, well, you know, okay, need to, right, you know, <laughs> do it all and all that stuff, which I'm like, you know lean on the side of people pleasey like don't like i won't even step on your toe because i just like i'll just like waste away in the corner so that you don't <laughs> i don't have to bother you kind of thing i will um, suffer so that yeah way you are not unhappy exactly <laughs> exactly so but i mean it's like honestly a probably a really good thing for me to think about because there is a way to word that in a way that's like really you yeah. know empowering and probably shows the director that you really care i think so I do see the other side too, because mm-hmm. again, I think about myself on the directing side, where it's like, if you were to say, "Hey, um, by the way, I have done some, th- I have some thoughts," I don't even know how you would say it. I, I, I is is there any possibility in which uh, I could be included in discussions of this character's costume? Because mm-hmm. I have lots of ideas. And I love costume talk. Yeah. And I could see, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, please. Yes, thank you. Yeah. But I could also see a director who has a specific vision on like. Yeah. It's like, dude. Like that I hired someone else to do like just I've, that. I've been yeah. thinking about costume for three years. Yeah. Like, now you're going to come at Sit me down and like, <laughs> do your real job. Yeah. So I, I almost don't know if that comes in with like, mm-hmm. I don't bring that up. Again, speaking from the actress. Yeah. Side, I don't bring that up at the front with a director or if. I might bring it up once I'm in the fitting with the costume. Yeah, that's what I was going to say next too. Yeah. yeah that's a time when you can. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't know how that process goes on how much they ask you during mm-hmm. like a fitting. Is it just, does this fit? How does it feel? Well, or that's like think the creatively? main thing that I personally am working on because I like you, like I mentioned, like wardrobe is like a big thing for me and I've never been able to like, 
stand up for myself in that way where I'm like, I'm just going to be in what they put me in because I'm not difficult and I like can make it work and it's fine. You want to show that you trust the the team. Yeah. But now I'm going to be starting a series regular show um, next year. Crazy. Um, And I'm like the one thing that I want to work on with also like making sure I establish on the set that I'm not going to be someone who's like pushed around in any way that's like, in any way. In, in <laughs> any way. In any way. But, like, I do want to be, like, the kind of person who can say, like, hey, like, I enjoy talking to you, but I need to go um, study yeah, my line. Totally and so, reasonable. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like, really be confident in myself in that way. Um, so that's, like, the one area where I think that I am going to, like, involve myself more in the discussion and be like, hey, like, um, I love everything you've chosen. I'm, like, really I, – I love fashion, and I think it's, like, a big part of this character. Like, if – you know, I'd love to like have more of a say in this. And, you know, a lot of the times I do ask you like, oh, do you like this? And a lot of times I'm like, yeah, it's great. But when I'm like, this is super yeah, ugly. Don't lie to um, me. I hate it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, of course, end of the day, it's not my decision. But I think that I that there is some area for me to like be involved way more that I'm just like not taking advantage yeah, of right now. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if the verbiage, because you say you want to say. Mm-hmm. I feel like, again, this is wing, winging, ver- winging how to how to display thi- or display. What's the word? Okay, how to word things for people. Mm-hmm. I imagine. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, uh, a different way to word mm-hmm. it. It's like, are you open to? Can I? Are you cool with me giving my thoughts on other? on suggestions mm. or am I cool to suggest things can, uh, or versus like, Hey, I want to say on this makes it seem like, Oh no, now we're giving. Yeah. Now like, she actually has to sign off on it. It's mm, not just a suggestion anymore. Mm. It's like she needs, like, do you want the final approval? I guess that, that would be a way to, that'd be a direction to maybe yeah. that is what you push for. No, that's what honestly, you want. like just to just, be involved and to know that as an actor, like it's okay, okay. for me to voice my opinions, even though it's yeah. like, in the past hasn't been something that's like generally given to the actor. So yeah, no, I could, yeah. Def- I could definitely see climbing, climbing that experience ladder mm-hmm. of step one is just hear my suggestions. out. Yeah. Step two, trust my suggestions yeah. is, would be a bonus. Step three is like actually want me to approve on stuff. Cause you trust my opinions that mm-hmm. much. Exactly. Um, yeah. Cause who was it? I, they, I don't know if you watched the latest Marvel movie, the um, Eternals? Eternals. I did you not. Don't, it's, there's a post-credit scene. Yes. I don't know if you've heard about it. Um, it's not really a spoiler because you don't probably yeah. remember. But Harry Styles is playing a superhero. He got, Are you serious? He's getting introduced. And he got introduced in a post-credit scene. He shows up on the spacecraft. He's got his whole costume up. You should look it up. Oh, my gosh. I love Harry Styles. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's so, so cool. He's going to be in Marvel. He's playing this guy called Star Fox. And he's like, uh, his one of his superpowers is like, uh, I don't know, getting people to fall in love with him or something. It's like super <laughs> Harry Styles. Um, it's seducing so is like one of his powers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I watch like re- I watch review videos and commentary videos mm-hmm. on occasion. And this one person was kind of upset with his costume because it's Harry Styles and he has a history of like going crazy yeah, and yeah. displaying some very elaborate oh, for sure. costuming yeah. stuff at concerts and uh, etc 
And uh, it's like you have Harry Styles as your actor and you're putting him in this costume. Mm. Like, I feel like... It's not him. Yeah, it's yeah. not him. It's just, it seems like he's on an SNL skit and you just mm. put him in something versus like, what does he, yeah. what would he like, do? Like, everyone can tell he didn't have a say in that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what would he do if he had a yeah. chance to really spice this thing up? So that made me think of like, oh, mm. like it doesn't matter what level you get if you have somebody with the stuff like yeah that that's really interesting i'm gonna look it. up that video look it up literally yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool great i'm just gonna say words um yeah all right great great directing good directors i don't you know all right cool i i don't know it's always weird uh I don't know how things change. I don't... Okay, what is your experience like? Can you... Because you've, you've worked, again, with different directors at different levels. Mm-hmm. Again, we just came off of Reply, which was mm-hmm. a nice little three-day indie short. Mm-hmm. Al has made a bunch of her own content before. This was her mm-hmm. directorial debut, yes. quote-unquote, on a narrative film. So there's, like, intro director who is questioning, like, how do I even, like... Verb, verbiage stuff yeah, on set yeah, yeah. when do I say action that director mm-hmm. versus like again the the directors for Disney Channel yes. that did Kim Possible there's the Ali's Finest directors yes. um, that they, they've done stuff mm-hmm. um, is there a difference that you see on like attention to the individual that gets lost and maybe why that uh, could you I'm just this, I feel like there may be something there with yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like I'm tired of connecting and I'm just going to do the jo- I don't know but can you comment on that and how well, I yeah. can avoid it <laughs> no yeah I mean if you mean like interestingly enough there is kind of a disconnect like like I talked to Elle on set like far more than I've talked to some directors on like really really big projects mm-hmm. And so, you know, in that realm, like it's, you know, the smaller ones are good because you can actually like foster a better relationship and like truly talk to them. Whereas like there's so many things to worry about at that level for a director. Um, Is there though? Is there? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a director, (laughs) I guess. Um, Maybe there is. I feel like I just, when I just, when I, when I think about the times that I've had on set with like, you know, the really experienced directors, I just think of like a lot of moving parts and a lot of people being like super stressed out. Sure. And maybe that's just the type of projects that I've I worked think, on. I, I mean, the bigger the show, the more moving parts. Yeah. But again, a lot of that's handled in pre-production and that's mm-hmm. like the AD handling all the stuff that's moving. That's the true. director. I don't know what, I mean, the director is still doing the base job of how we're going to cover this. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. Yeah. is my gut. Okay. But yes, sure. It's a great excuse. There is probably more directions you could be pulled. Yeah. Yeah. I could could see that. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know. (laughs) I don't really know. Because I guess the stories that I do love to hear Mm -hmm. is it's like, uh, for instance, I have some friends that do background work mm-hmm. and they'll be like, yeah, this director took the time and came and said, hey, what's up to the, to us when they didn't have to whatsoever to even just 
acknowledge the background yeah. to say hey thanks for being out here yeah and yeah it's awesome 100%. that you're here like that just that even the just the being seen in general yeah kind of like what you're saying when yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so it's at the forefront of my yeah. mind yeah. of just like acknowledging yeah presences. honestly just being like a really nice person <laughs> you know just being a nice human and acknowledging that everyone on set is another human who you know you shouldn't treat with any specific hierarchy that's all it is <laughs> Be being kind. a nice person Be kind yeah uh yes make people feel good mm-hmm. um i think it's important 100 percent. just hey you're doing a great job yeah like even coming from you as the actor yeah going to the the for the second ac who's slating because you see all the hustle they're doing around set mm-hmm. getting the camera putting the lens on running to slate and like they're just they're just like hey yeah they, they, they may they may <laughs> i can imagine an initial reaction being like what are you doing <laughs> you know? but then that could you know yeah. foster that's again the bridge being formed exactly Okay. I wanted to ask you, I was hoping you could help um, with, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't call it rumors. I would call it like myths, maybe um, in the acting world. Again, kind of for me personally and for those that uh, just don't have the experience yet, um, can we talk about three things and whether or not how how the costs and benefits of, of each thing. Okay. Based on your experience. Should I list them all out? Yes, you okay. should. Okay. Agents. Okay. Managers. Okay. And being a part of SAG. Okay. So the, the things that they make happen, the involvement mm-hmm. that they can have, mm-hmm. how they can get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm. Ass- I don't know if what your representation status is, but I'm assuming yes. that you have. I have an agent and manager. How many have you had through the years? Have you jumped um, ship on some I, and picked up new? Or? I have had the same manager since I was 12. I almost just drank from my. Yes, <laughs> from your mic. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so ever since I got out here, I've had the same manager. Um, since what age? Sorry. 12. Okay. Yes, I think 12 or 13. Sure. Um, and then I had the same agent for all of those years up until last year. Okay. I switched. Nice. Um, so that was my first time making that change, which was a, obviously a big change because I'd been with that representation for a really, really long time. Um, but it just felt right. I was ready to start a new chapter and it was honestly one of the best decisions I made. Love it. It really, really really changed my career and so yeah, I'm, you fired an agent and you got yeah. a new one <laughs> yeah it's, it's great Very yeah empowering. i mean it is it is and a lot of times you forget that you are in charge of your career and you're not like they work for sheep. you yeah they do they do and so you know don't go crazy with that but know that like if you're not you. happy you can move and um so i guess like going down the list of like pros and cons yeah. things they do um i mean a manager is like the most hands-on person on your team they're gonna be like the one that you can text with any question um like 
if you're going to be late to an audition, you'll say, like, uh, I'm 20 minutes late, tell them I'm driving, blah, blah, blah. That's, like, your manager, like, your right-hand man. Um, and pros and cons, like, managers can't actually, like, um, review and sign off on contracts. So, like, if you're – if you booked a job, like – your manager doesn't have like any say, which I That's learned. your agent. Yeah. Yes. That's the agent. Um, and so like, it's very hard to just have a manager, but managers are easier to get. So if you're just starting out, like that's, you're going to want to start with the manager because then they can help you get an agent. It's hard to just go in blind with an agent because the agent is like the, they're doing the business. They're sitting in the room, submitting all day, yeah, the looking man- at the, the contracts. The, the manager yeah. helps prep you to get the gigs. The agents will lock yes. them in. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, it is crucial to have both because you, you know, want to feel like you can connect with your representation. Um, but, you know, an agent, depending on how big they are and how many clients they have, they're going to be a little bit less reachable and more for the, like, you know, the business side of things, the they're money. Like, they're like, so, talk to me yeah. when you're talking about money. It's like, yeah. how much money is on the table? Okay, you have my yeah. time. Yeah. I don't <sighs> know. I've never had time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I think that's like the one. The question yeah. is, do do I, as, a, uh, as an actor starting out in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. let's say, do I, how much energy do I put towards getting my manager or is there something else I should be putting my energy toward on in your opinion um I think getting a manager is what you should 100% put your energy into copy you um I there but it also depends on what kind of manager and what kind of relationship because I know a lot of people who have fallen into a manager who's great has a lot of clients but like they're almost treating them, their client, like an agent would treat them where they're not focusing on them at all. You want someone who's excited about you and who's really going to like has a vision for your career and who's going to know you're going to work hard. Like it's it's about that relationship above all else. Um, because so it's, it's it's not about finding a manager, it's finding the right manager. And if that means not getting one, not signing with one because it doesn't feel right then don't okay. do that yet. Yeah. So the expectation for a good manager, because like you've had yours yes. since the beginning, mm-hmm. is they should be involved. They should be easy to reach. Yes. They should care. And they should be yes. checking in on you frequently too. How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that actors don't know about. So if yeah. like, if you're not getting, if, if it's been like three weeks and you haven't gotten an audition in three weeks, um, it's your you and your manager's job to like open up that communication to be like hey like just wanted to check in is it kind of a slow period and then your manager um sends out a report where they're like I've submitted you for these 12 things but I guess they're just going in a different direction and then it's really important for the manager to like have that communication be like hey I'm actually working for you because as an actor, sometimes you're like, they don't care about me at all. It's just silence. Yeah. But like your manager's still working for you and pitching you, even if you're not getting auditions. Like that's the most important thing is to know that they're working. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Okay. So do get, all right, push for a manager, mm-hmm. get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then the agent will come when it's time based on mm-hmm. the collaboration between you and the manager. Yeah. Cause yeah. Like, Okay. Um, all right. Now I'm got to assume that you've been a part of SAG for like ever. Um, how (laughs) (laughs) SAG? (laughs) 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 Yes. Um, 
do you have any opinions on I don't know. I feel like you've been in it for so long. You don't do. You, how familiar are you with um, what it'd be like to be non non? I uh, mean, um, I mean, I was non-union for a while. Um, yeah. You know, um, but I mean, I think that like I'm genuinely like truthfully still learning about all of that stuff because I literally started when I was a child and my parents just like knew what it was and I was like oh sag I have a cute little card with my name on it and now yeah. I get to make more money you know like so I don't know if I have any like strong opinions on like how what the pros and cons are but okay. I do know that you there's more how, opportunity how, and how there's, much yeah how much do, has it ever gotten in the way of you being a part of a project because you are sag um, it's like you're so you're like you're established and uh let's just say in that let's just hypothetically speaking mm -hmm. I'm, I'm producing a thing mm -hmm. and it's non-union non-sag and i'm just like trying to shoot it on the weekend for, yeah. for zero bucks and i want your face on front of the camera we're gonna we're just gonna play around and have some fun yeah and then manager and sag are like you can't do or how does how does that well, how does that play i thankfully have a manager that one of the main things that why me and my manager work so well together is because she understands that i like to make my own decisions and i don't want to be someone who's just like carted around and like shaped like i have an idea of what i want my career to be and like she understands that and if i'm like hey you know my friend's doing this project i really want to do it and say my agents are like well you shouldn't really like put your face out there before this series regular, like you should be doing like this bigger stuff. But I'm like, I want to do this. Then like, you know, I think that's important for me to be able like to say like, I want to do this. And it's never, it's never been a problem for me. Um, and I don't think it would be a problem like SAG wise. Um, if it's more like under the table, like kind of like mm -hmm. just, you know, like just doing it on the side, not really telling anyone, but yeah. 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 So that's always the question is, uh, I mean, that, that happens to me on occasion because, like, let's just say I'll film, like, a little skit for Instagram yeah. or whatever. Or uh, I think, you know, it's it's come up on smaller stuff I try to produce. So that's why I kind of ask on, like, I know that there is that fear-based decision-making that does come up. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it's just an excuse to be like, I don't really want to do your thing. Like, it's... Yeah. It's... So it's, it's like, a tough road because I, I definitely... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's a tough road. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's, um, cause I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the pros and cons. So, um, in terms of, I'm assuming the advice from you, would it be a similar thing where it's like, how much energy do I put into, I'm new to LA, I'm an actor and I got to get a manager mm -hmm. and I got to go SAG. <sighs> those are like priority number ones on both sides right like it's not um it's kind of yeah i mean like more so like here's the thing you can find a manager and like build up credits that are non-union and that's like i think most importantly before experience. like rushing to join sag is like trying to get as much like experience in like, those smaller films anything that you can do to also get a reel reels are really important and to just like build your resume and get experience and just learn the world more i think that's more important than just like rushing to join sag so like i'd say like manager's number one 
and then and then Legion, resume and then oh sorry yeah and then resume yeah. <laughs> and real save the resume yeah. for uh <laughs> <Yeah>. resume comes <laughs> last no one needs resume <laughs> just type something up yeah they'll believe you yeah. don't do that mm. um okay we're doing great yes we're doing we are. great we're covering a lot of stuff this is exciting so i am going to ask i don't know there's a couple of non-film things i want to talk about okay. really quick let's do it can we talk about uh we talked about this a little bit at the at the at the wrap mm-hmm. um you recently had a life-changing trip i did can we hear about I can did. we hear about it um more why it was life-changing yes and then ta- i want to talk in general about travel too mm-hmm. and, and i would love to talk about that um <laughs> okay, i went to europe oh my which gosh. was crazy it was like the most last minute trip ever and happened kind of crazily um my friend was going to visit his friend who was working um, in Spain and he didn't want to go by himself. So he asked us if we wanted to go with him and he paid our way there and back, which was like, I am canceling my entire life for the next however many weeks I'm going to go because this will never, ever, ever happen to me ever again. So I went and it was my first time other than Canada out of the country. And, um, we, stayed longer than anticipated because we hopped around to a million different places because I didn't know it's like a 20 euro flight anywhere on this crazy mm-hmm. sketchy airline but it's 20 euros so I'm gonna do it Dang. um so yeah we went to Spain um Paris Italy, a couple places in Italy, and then Santorini, Greece, and then back to Italy, and then home. And so, it was life-changing. So the initial objective yes. was, well, first of all, it came up last minute. Yes. So there were no expectations preset. <laughs> 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 and And, uh, okay, and then you go, and then he, your friend is there to see their friends. Yes. So was the objective that y'all were going to hop around... That was kind of the, Literally, I'm there to see my friend, we're just going to go travel. They, so the two people. Or, well, you, or you you ditched, right? We, I forget. <laughs> yeah, we, they, so we stayed with them for um, a week in Spain, Madrid and um, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And then they went home to the people who were going to see their friend. And then me and my boyfriend, Bobby, we were like, we're not going home. What are you talking about? And we just went wherever we could go. We like met up with solo travelers and ended up like st- sticking with with um, with them for like a little bit too. It was like it was the definition of spontaneity. Just like we had absolutely no plans. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you paint me a couple of pictures on uh, some some moments that stick with you when you think about like the the big takeaway snapshot moments yes. that you logged in your brain that you didn't literally take snapshots of. I remember first getting to Spain, literally like fresh off the plane. We got dressed. We're like, let's go get lunch somewhere. We walked around, found a place, realized that we could not order lunch because nobody speaks English. No hablo espanol? No. Do they speak espanol there in Spain? I'm yes, assuming they, they do. Speak yes, they do. Um, and it was just the biggest culture shock of the U.S. is not the center of the entire world and there are people and i know that's such like a we're so american spoiled thing to say but it's like when you live in this bubble 
where you speak English and then the U.S. is so large that you're like, oh, yeah, this is what this is what it is. And everyone around the world knows English. And then you go there and you're like, no, the world is huge. And like we are I'm just like a tiny little speck in the entire world. And mm-hmm. I can come immerse myself in this culture and like be completely foreign to these people and like I'm the dumb one, you know, and it just makes it like puts into perspective to like people who are bilingual and like people who immigrated here and you're like you are so brave and so smart and so capable and like I couldn't you know I was there for two and a half weeks and I was like this is exhausting trying to like learn a new language every time I you know hop around and like trying to communicate and Mm -hmm. like feeling so dumb and just not knowing what to do and like the train systems are like I, I couldn't get anywhere and I just like can't imagine how hard that is for someone who actually is like moving to the U.S. and like trying to assimilate. So it's just like I just felt, you know, like I humbled. took in humbled. Yeah, humbled. Humbled is a great word. Yeah. Okay, well, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yes. So you went to Spain. You were mm-hmm. there. You're trying to order order food. Yes. And could not do it. Could we had to leave the it. place because we quite literally couldn't read anything on the menu. And, and it the guy didn't. Have pictures. Yeah. They didn't have pictures. <laughs> nothing. We had some sort of like. What about app. those apps? No, oh, yeah, okay. There's yeah. An, yeah, there's an app where you can like actually put the camera up and it like translates oh, wow. the menu. Yeah, it was crazy, but we it didn't do a good job at that mm. place, so we had to go somewhere else. And then we went somewhere else, and I we sat down and finally, and then I like moved and I broke a plate the plate fell and the and it like shattered everywhere and I was like great first day in Europe I'm doing just fine I'm not a stupid American yeah like, that's rough yeah You're just playing the stereotype yeah. it was only there. up from there like that was definitely like worst day sure. yeah you can only go up from here yeah okay so travel in mm-hmm. general mm-hmm how often have you done it and or was this you said like you've been to canada but i have been to canada for filming for kim possible yeah so it wasn't even like it wasn't a real real vacay um i honestly because my childhood was spent going back and forth from oregon to california my family didn't take any trips because that's where all the money that's where the trips were that's where all the money was yeah the priority was succeed yeah for sierra Exactly, which is very sweet. Very lovely. Um, And so I, like, never really traveled. Also, my mom, I love her to death, but she's very fear-based. She thinks Mm. that I am going to die if I ever... Some sort of disease or something. Yeah, it's just if I ever leave anything, if I leave this room, like, it's it's over for me. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. so she was very on edge the entire time I was in um, Europe. And I was like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm riding horses on the side of a cliff. And she's like, oh my God, come home. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's another reason why I just didn't really like travel a lot. Um, but after like that experience, like I've got like the travel bug now and like okay. it's going to happen. I'm going everywhere. Okay. Where yeah. do you, where do you want to, where, where to next? Um, I for the last minute. Uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I'm just gonna let it come sure, to I'm me. Sure, I'm sure the list has kind of grown yeah. since then. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I think uh, we want to go to like an Asian country next. Um, I'm Filipino and I've never been to the Philippines, mm-hmm. so that's like 100% on the bucket list. I have a lot of family there. Um, maybe Thailand. Maybe the Tokyo. Elephants. Huh? The elephants in Thailand. You go to uh, what's it called? Oh, I forgot the name. Yeah. That'd be phenomenal. 
Yeah, something like that. And then um, I got an email recently of this animal shelter in Costa Rica who um, offered me um, a free stay there to help promote their um, animal shelter resort. So maybe I'll find myself in Costa Rica. Yeah, I know. I was like, I would love to. And they're like doing a lot of great things for um, animals out there. So love it. Yeah. Cool. All right. I was going to ask, okay. Another reason why I ask about travel, Mm -hmm. maybe you can help me out with this. Yes. Is I do not have the travel bug. I have you whatever don't. I have whatever the opposite is of the travel bug. It's like anti travel bug. I have been out of the country a couple times. I know I went to Mexico for a week after uh-huh. like my senior year of high school. Went to like Puerto Vallarta mm-hmm. and did a you know, whatever, horseback riding there too and, and zip yeah. lining, whatever. Yeah. The booze cruise, all the all the fun <laughs> stuff. Um, and then uh, I, w- I went to Indonesia for a month. Oh cool. Um, which was cool. But I normally need other people to inspire me to want to go somewhere. Mm. I don't know how much that played into your thing, but it mm. sounded like you were just down for, for yourself mm-hmm. almost more so. I want to get to a point where like I just want to go somewhere, but I don't quite understand. I've been really thinking through this a lot actually. Yeah. On like, what does travel do? What is the point? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but I I get I get experiencing life. Yes, is important, especially in our field. Yes, where how can you play? Oh, 100%. How can you play stuff if yeah. you've never experienced stuff? Yeah. How could I write and direct stuff if I've never experienced stuff? Yeah. So seeking new experiences is a thing. I'm still not sold. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna sell you. Sure, I want to hear it. It's just it's about it's like if you think about being in school and reading a history book it's the most boring thing you've ever seen at least for me yes and then imagine you can like step inside of that history book and be in that place and like eat the food and like learn about things but it's actually exciting like I've never been more excited about learning and there are things that I just like I just never ever knew in the way unless you can like literally stand inside of it and yeah. like like see it around you and you just the world makes so much sense like and also the american education system is like messed and so like i didn't learn anything um, I, like, I like the censorship there yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's messed it's it's bleak. messed up um so um it's like it's just a way that you can feel like as an adult that you can love learning and love learning about the world around you and taking these experiences and let them inspire your work too. Like there's a lot of like fashion in Europe that is completely opposite than here that I was like, that is cool. I'm going to go design something like that. So it inspired like my stuff back here. And um, also just like leaning into like the self-confidence of like being in a place where you are different than everyone and like feeling confident enough to ask for something and to like meet new people and say yes to experiences like it just feels very character building like if you want to work on yourself and like confidence like you know go somewhere where you're not important (laughs) you're just like you know where yeah yeah okay i 
I hear you. Okay. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Okay. Well, you I need some time. You? It's fine. No, no, no. I, Maybe I'll kidnap you and no, put you in a different country and let it. you fend for let's yourself. Let's do it. Yeah. Just drop me off in the jungle. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, what you're saying is true. Yes. And I guess maybe a part of my thought is, is like, you know, I've done stuff before. Yeah. I've hiked in other countries. I've yeah. I've hiked over volcanoes. I've been in towns okay. where I can't communicate. I've... Okay, valid. Yeah, like, you know, like, You've I've already done it. done it. I'm like, I've been on a hill. Have it's you gone skydiving? Like, the hike is the same in another country yeah. as it is here. Oh, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> Okay, no, but I do understand, too, the history aspect. Yes. I think that's a big one. It is. It is. Is like, for instance, uh, I recall I went on a trip to, it was was a photography gig. Mm. It was a volunteer position, but again, they paid the way to uh, Washington, D.C. It was my first time out there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I could feel the history of the monuments in just the space. Yeah. And then you just amplify that even more so overseas because that's existed for way 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 yes. way 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 i did way not longer. realize that america <laughs> is like two years old that it's or a baby. like the u.s yeah it's like literally <laughs> literally a baby like literally a baby infant child so <laughs> yeah okay all right i will i will get there yes you should talk to bobby about it too he's been to the amazon oh my god switzerland like india all around all around i just i i i guess i am such i'm a planner type me um, too which is why this trip was healthy for me yeah because yeah, yeah. i, I want to know what it is I, I i like objectives i'm like i'm mm-hmm. here to feel something i'm, I'm seeking something mm-hmm. which is probably the wrong way to approach it anyway it's just like you're just there to f- just to exist just be there and just have no expectations yeah. and that's the best way to probably feel the thing mm-hmm. um but I'm always like, how do I optimize my trip? It's like, is it going to be by not planning anything at all? Is that like a way? Is mm. that like that could be a plan in mm-hmm. itself? It's just mm-hmm. to not plan. Um, it could be, do I, how much nature do I want to see? How much city life do mm-hmm. I want to experience? It's just kind of like those kind of things that I think about. Um, I'll figure it out. But it's I'll be curious <laughs> to touch base with you once I need to go you've somewhere. traveled the world and decide that. Traveling's the best thing. I would, I would love to yeah. change my opinion yes. on travel. I feel like it's maybe you just haven't been to the right place that like fuels your soul. You know, maybe, maybe I don't know. That was that was poetic. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not that well, deep. such place does exist. Yeah. Okay, we gotta we gotta wrap up because we did so well. We carried this through. We Good did. work. You too. Thank you. We found our groove. Yes. I, I just maybe, I don't know. Let's try to do a little bit of rapid fire just to okay. close out. Plans as a uh, fashion designer. What's, what, what's, what's up? What's, yes. How does that play into your master plan? Ultimate plan is the press tour. And mm. uh, I'm going to be trying to design and make every single one of the looks I wear. There we go. Yes. Love it. Okay. Very, very big, ambitious dream, but that's the goal. <laughs> that's great. That's I. That's okay. That's yeah. an awesome plan. Thanks. I like it. I could almost imagine optimizing that <laughs> optimization. <laughs> optimization. Because <laughs> you say press tour. Yeah. Because um, I imagine the scenario that you painted earlier where you're in one room mm-hmm. and everybody's funneling around. Yeah. Like you almost change for each interviewer is what I was going to say. <laughs> but that's too much work. 
That would be so extra, and I would so do it. Okay, or at least like half yeah. day switches yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. like these these people get this outfit, so they're so that know. makes sense. Okay, I'll think about it. Um. Okay. Um. You talked about. Um. I saw on your Instagram, you helped push. Uh. For voting. Mm-hmm. Uh. You. I thought the stat was like Gen Z is the largest mm-hmm. voting population. Yes and uh, get out there and vote um voting is going to be a consistent thing oh yeah so what do you have how how did you get to that point uh any current thoughts on that just quick again rapid fire yeah 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 yeah. um i mean i partnered with um rost clot who's this great brand that i've um i know someone who works uh on the inside of that operation for a long time. Um, yeah, inside <laughs> of the operation. They're just a bracelet brand. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, but yeah, I think that like just social media and that aspect of like just talking about voting as like a cool young thing and like getting as many like people who post and like actors and stuff like that to talk about it was like really cool and I just wanted to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not... I, like, don't want to, like, preach myself as someone who knows everything about, like, politics and, like, that whole world. But I did, like, during that time, I was, like, really advocating for it because I think it's just even just to start the conversation, the most basic things about, like, let's talk about what voting is and you should do it is, like, enough to get, like, you know, Gen Z, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. excited. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not about, like, I think this is mentioned in the video, too. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's not really about being an expert from yeah. the beginning you just got to start somewhere and yeah and exactly start educating start making yourself aware yeah. of local local elections mm-hmm. national elections exactly because um yeah because that's it's, important it's a great it's important it's great it's important yes and uh so how do you i don't know how do you do you how do you keep up with world events what's your tactic um, uh, I used to be subscribed to a text message service that would send me a text every single morning with like the news with a nice little summary. Yes. Yes. And it was more like it was, uh, aimed at like the younger population. So it wasn't so like saturated with language that's hard for people mm-hmm. to understand, which I feel like turns a lot of people away from world events as they're like, ah, that's confusing to me. I don't know how to read those words. So it was like more like written from the perspective of like actually a high school student who did this every single morning at oh, seven wow. AM. It's called the cram, if you're wondering. Yeah. But you said you used to. So what did you know? Um <laughs> or, or maybe I'm trying to be better. I should probably resubscribe. Um <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Next here. question. Rapid fire. <laughs> All right. Mental health. Breathing. How? Oh. What? How do you stay sane? What's, do you have any? You tell me. <laughs> you don't. Um, okay. Next question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I did get into meditating, and that is something that like not like not really really super into like spirituality of that aspect of it but just like sitting on my roof every single morning and having Mm. some sort of routine of like every single day I'm gonna sit out there and I'm gonna listen to one of those like cheesy podcasts that gives me seven minutes of meditation gotcha and I'm gonna do it every single day and that just like clears the headspace and that's done some stuff for you yeah it has it has it's so simple and like journaling I'm big on journaling I haven't been good on it lately but Mm -hmm. like that like makes me feel healthy (laughs) And it gives me, like, record of my life, which I... Like, I, I like how yeah. you laugh off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm healthy <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last question. Well, not really. Yeah. Uh, big one. Okay. Uh, why are we 
here what is the meaning of life and um like what's what's it all about like what what how do yes um i think that life is all about asking that specific question because humans are just here by in my opinion like just because it happened in the world and we're what's really beautiful is that we are like super self-aware like thinkers we analyze we you know try to make the world better and I think that's what life is all about just thinking and relating and growing and developing and asking that question over and over and over again yeah love it yeah good answer yeah. good winged that answer was, it's great yeah that was scary that's exactly you're yeah. right 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. there's no yeah all right cool that's the show Woo! Yeah, we did it high we, five we did it boom uh last last question where can people find you to keep up with uh yeah. the sierra journey where, yeah yeah on instagram at sierra riley wilson c-i-a-r-a yeah lovely cool follow sierra there that's the show um okay all right bye okay bye